Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What, what, what's new? What are you doing? Oh, what's new? Hey, LFA. What's up, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Uh, I am Hefe, that is Dubs, and uh, we're here to just chat with you, I would suppose. Entertain you, be your friends, whatever you need over the next four hours. That all depends on you picking up that phone, though. 407-916-1041, 888 or star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um, uh, and you also, too, want to get a hold of us via some alternative ways. Real Radio Hideout is our AOL Instant Messenger. The website's realradio.fm. A ton of activities going on involving the radio station, so you want to go there and see what's happening. And, of course, we're always getting emails, trying to respond to them and all that kind of fun stuff. LFAWTKS.com, J-Dubs at WTKS.com. Tommy Bateman is the producer of this program. Chunks, the radio bottom man's the talk and roll controls, and interns at number one and two will be taking turns taking your phone calls at the aforementioned phone numbers. Um, Dubs, a lot to get to on this fine evening. Um, really what goes on, what we like to do, is we like to have at least seven questions, what we call the hideout seven, that we like to get answered before 11 o'clock. So, uh, first up on the list, or at least uh, of the uh, questions that we want to go through, what were our high school nicknames? There was a story that just came out. Uh, I heard the headline on the Phillips file about a yearbook, and this is actually in Waxahachie, Texas. I'm from Texas, so I know where Waxahachie is. It's just south of Texas, I believe on I-35. And it is, um, they simply had the caption as, uh, for, this, for this black female, as, what, the black girl? Yeah, and uh, what it was, it was the honors class, and there was one black girl in the picture with these people, and uh, you know how they list the names in order from left to right or whatever, and when it got to her name, it said the black girl. So Okay, we'll get into that a little bit more depth and find out what our high school nicknames were. Now, here's something that I got. Why are fat people always surprised when they can't do things normally? One thing specifically sticks out in mind, a story about a 407-pound woman who was taken aback that she was going to have to be taken to the zoo to get x-rayed. And she was in shock. <laughs> well, I mean, I would be kind of in shock, too. I mean, you're 407 pounds, but you think they would be able to accommodate that in a normal hospital and not have to go to where the hippopotamuses are I think are the getting... hippos and elephants should be insulted. Yeah. So we'll get up to that a little bit, too. Also, I think I have come up with a way to help J-Dubs quit smoking. Nice. We will uh, discuss that uh, extensively at some point this evening. Uh, we will also answer the question, how long is the average sex session 
for an American man. There is an average, and we have that for you, and we also have where that stacks up against other dudes from around the world. Which prequel do you want to see get made? There is one that is coming out. I uh, found out about a prequel to a classic horror film, and I'm actually excited about it. Really? Believe it or not, I am excited, so we'll let you know what's going on there. Also, too, um, what kind of behind-the-scenes hell do reality show contestants go through? Dubs, you were telling me about this. You found this. And what's going on? Yeah, I found an article on Yahoo about uh, the kind of stuff after you get on the reality show and then you get voted off, what kind of hell you have to go through in between uh, when they're still shooting and uh, the, the show is airing all the way up till the end of the show. Right. The goods and the bads of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that because I know a couple people who their life goal is to make it on to a reality show. And from what at least you tell me on this uh, this little thing that you found on Yahoo. Yeah, it's not all roses. And then finally, what I want to just get into for a second is how corrupt is Republican Representative Tom DeLay of Texas. I got the brand new Rolling Stone in front of me, J-Dubs. Yeah. And first of all, let me comment on Rolling Stone itself. The thing about Rolling Stone, I guess it's the new one with Darth Vader on the cover, and it's this whole thing. No, about no, no, Tom DeLay's on the cover. Oh, no wonder I was thrown off. Yeah, it's uh, not Darth Vader. My bad. Both evil. Although one used to be nice. Yeah. That was Anakin. But I got to say, Rolling Stone, it has become what I would like to term maximized, where because of uh, these uh, magazines like Maxim and FHM, they're starting to do a lot of these little, like, silly charts and like where they're comparing uh, big leaguers of today and yesterday. And, Isn't like, that kind of something that uh, that Rolling Stone's always been kind of doing is like the silly stuff on top of some serious though? I don't remember Rolling Stone being that way when I read it growing up as a kid. I thought it was a lot. It seemed a lot more straightforward and a lot more about the music. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, well, the the music has kind of taken the back seat in the Rolling Stone lately, but I thought they always kind of took a lighthearted approach at a bunch of stuff. Anyway, I got to say that I'm loving Rolling Stone. Yeah. You know, I, I've had a subscription, and I, I, I'm just now getting them since they're forwarded from my old D.C. address, and I'm getting them down here now. But since you, uh, you know, since the Internet's come out, and Maxim has been like one of the very few magazines that is still very popular. Right. It, they kind of have to adhere to whatever is selling out there because magazines are becoming obsolete pretty quick, especially monthly ones. Yeah, absolutely. And I have, um, but I've started, you know, I'm, I'm picking back up on the magazine thing. There are a few that I subscribe to that I like to read: The Rolling Stone, uh, U.S. News and World Report, Time. A great magazine called The Week, where it's just all the, new, the like the news from the week just condensed into one little like little magazine. But anyway, there's this article on Tom DeLay, and I don't want to get into this character too much. Most of you probably recognize his name from all the trouble he's been in. He's a he's a member of Congress. He's from Texas. He's been uh, in Congress from 19 since 1984. We were talking about this last night about how we need just to start over somehow, and probably the best thing to do is to vote out every incumbent. But the big thing about DeLay is that he is now in a lot of trouble for these ethics issues and taking money, uh, allegedly, from lobbyists. And what happens is they take this money from lobbyists a lot of times, and the lobbyists are working on behalf of large corporations. And so in return for taking these trips all over the world, they will end up voting favor. 
they'll end up voting favorably. They're not. Yeah, they say they don't, and that it has no bearing. But think about it. Whenever you got a buddy who lets you borrow five hundred dollars, yeah, and then he says, "Hey, bro, I, uh, you know, I really need you to take me to the uh, to the gas station. You know, or I really and, need you to take me and help me help me out." You feel indebted, and you have to do it. You can't maybe, say no. And maybe uh, before you have said no, I'm kind of busy right now. But since he did lend you the five hundred bucks, and you know, uh, gave you a little stroke. You gotta stroke them back. So Dubs, uh, this is out of uh, Rolling Stone, this new one, with Darth Vader or Tom Delay on the cover. We still haven't figured out who it is. All right, the education of Tom Delay. A few is fact-finding trips. All right, this is actually out of the Rolling Stone. In January of this year, he went to Hawaii. It was uh, the cost fifty-two thousand dollars, paid for the by the American Association of Airport Executives. On a fact oh, that was find- nice of them. On a fact-finding mission to Hawaii. <laughs> they have a lot of uh, dead flowers and lays there. A lot of hula dancers. People are brown. I didn't like it too much. I'm Tom DeLay. In Scotland, he went to Scotland in May of 2000. Um, I like that place a lot better. A lot of whites. They got red hair. I love train spotting. Uh, $120,000 for this trip to Scotland, paid for by a lobbyist who works for AT&T, Enron, and the Nuclear Energy Institute. By the way, this same guy, Aberoff or Moff or whatever his name is, paid for a lot of these trips. Then there was a trip to Russia in August of 97 for Again, a lot of white people there. Except they had black hair. But Jesus would like them. I'm Tom DeLay. The country club. $57,000 the lobbyists gave him. And also, too, was another person with ties to Russian oil executives. I went there uh, fact-finding again. Then he went to South Korea in August of 2001. One fact, it's cold. A lot colder than Texas. I'm Tom DeLay. The highlight in South Korea, golfing. Now, first of all, that's surprising. Who even knew they had golfing in South Korea? I'm a little surprised by that. That's one of the little odd facts I found in South Korea. They have golfing. I'm Tom DeLay. Cost $106,000. Well worth it. Yeah, I'll vote that way. I don't care. I kept hitting the ball into the lake. Had to buy a lot of balls, Korean balls. I like Korean balls. I'm Tom DeLay. They're smaller. So you look at this, you add it up, but that's not even including like the $500,000 that his chick and his daughter got for throwing some party. He's it was got- a nice party, though. They had balloons. Animals. They're monkey. All, they're all white, though. Except for the monkey. I liked him, though. I'm Tom DeLay. I like monkeys. They do a little dance for you. If you throw pennies at it and Korean balls. So, anyway, I just wanted to share this with you, J-Dubs, because I'm trying to educate my little bit, uh, educate myself a little bit more. And I love, the, like, the, I, I just keep thinking about the caller last night who's like, you know what, we don't need to vote out the, uh, the incumbents. We need the people who have been in there for 40 years or 20 years like Tom DeLay. Tom DeLay appreciates your vote and appreciates your narrow-mindedness. Keep me in office. Kyle D, you're in the hideout. What's up? Hey, Kyle. All right. 
Got to turn your radio down. Intern number one, that's one lashing for you. From now on, from now on, every time the interns do something bad, they got to get punished. Because right now they're getting off scot-free like Tom DeLay. It's like uh, there's some sort of, uh, we got the Congress rules for the interns. And what rules would that be? None. Mm. I like those rules. Much like Congress back in 1997, there was passed in the hideout. Uh, we're not going to attack each other anymore if we do wrongdoing. But can you believe they did that? Now, what's the story? I haven't even heard of this. All right, there was, back in like in the early 90s, they busted this, again, a corrupt Democrat from Texas. Okay. And I guess there's something about Texas. And then, in turn, the Democrats ended up getting Newt Gingrich and over all these ethics issues. So in 97... So they were going back and forth, attacking each other, taking each of them down one by one. So in 97, what did they decide to do? Hey, uh, you know, all we're doing is slitting each other's throats, you know, and we're slitting our own throats. How about no more rules? No more, we can't get each other anymore on ethics rules anymore. They decided, by the way, who spearheaded this? Me, Tom DeLay. I said, hey, I don't want to be, uh, my personal life be dug into. I like soft money. I'm Tom DeLay. You don't know that. Thank you, Tom. It's apparent, though. It's obvious. So there are all these rules, and they're not paying attention to them anywhere anymore, and it's finally starting to come out. And this is just about delay. I want to see what else is going on. i got to start researching all this stuff. But, uh, you know, when, when someone gets busted, it's usually because they're a little dirtier than the rest. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, all of them are dirty, but when you get busted, it means you're probably dirtier than the rest. You know how, You know why it happens? I'll tell you exactly why it happens. People love to bring down hypocrites. Yeah. And for these guys to stand up on their moral high ground about Terry Schiavo about FCC issues, and then you realize all the dirty-handed little money that they're taking and the votes and the favors and the this and the that, that's why people like to bring them down when they're hypocrites like that. If you were if you were in Congress and you kept your mouth shut and you just kind of went along your business and maybe you did a vote here, did a vote there, yeah, and you, you know, usually you, get away with yeah, it. Yeah, if you, you know, I, you take the money, you do whatever you need to do, and you uh, vote whatever way, but you don't put yourself out there as the moral champion, you're going to usually get away with it. That's why Rush Limbaugh catches so much crap about yeah. the uh, the oxy, the the Hail Billy Heroin thing. That's why Bill O'Reilly caught so much crap about him and his you know his sex calls and his. He caught a lot less than I thought he would. I wish those sex calls would have been released. They'll come out at some point. Oh yeah, at some point because you see what they did to Pat O'Brien. You know that guy from The Insider. Yeah, he. Uh... He didn't, he didn't make it very far before he got his let out, though. And that's why you'll never see us sitting here standing on our moral high ground. Because we're horrible. We're liars. We're cheats. We're real people just like you. Remember that. And me, Tom DeLay. Take a break. Come back. Much more of The Hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back into The Hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Hefe and Dubs. 407-916-1041, or Star1041 on your singular wireless phone. It is your hideout. Be heard. Also, some prizes tonight. A 52-week Blockbuster rental card. Good for one rental a week. The new Blockbuster home of no more late fees. Also, too, we got a $20 gift certificate to Sunny's Feel Good Barbecue. Uh, baby yourself with a full rack of Sunny's signature baby back ribs. We had those last night, and they were absolutely sweet, tender, falling off the bone baby backs. 
All at Sonny's. Uh, just eleven ninety nine. Great mm. food last night. And he can't. Uh, he can't even uh, t- start talking about their baked beans. It was very good mm. stuff, and so we appreciate that. Uh, so much. We were talking about Tom DeLay and all the trouble he's in. I was just going through that article one more time, and now all these lobbyists are starting to pull away from him. Like they don't, they don't want to be involved anymore. Yeah, they don't want to get tied to any of these little articles coming out. They don't want to get in any scandal or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, he's got to start cashing in. I, I, and he just barely got reelected last time too. Yeah, he could be almost uh, done. And he, you know what he should do? He should probably, uh, you know, maybe start doing T-shirts or maybe even action figures. Oh, the know? Tom DeLay action figure. Yeah, I, I would, buy, I would actually buy a Tom DeLay action figure. You know, one of those things like the old uh, He-Man dolls that you know when he when he kind of hit it in the face, it spun around, so it was like two-faced. That's perfect for a politician. Yeah. Where and he's walking around like a briefcase full of money. Saying vote for sale with a big hat or T-shirt on, something on the back. You can buy my vote. I'm Tom DeLay. Actually, with a little ripcord on the back. Speaking of action figures, mm-hmm. there was a, um, I guess there's a new one out right now. I don't know where you could get this, but it's of a librarian. And you push a little button, and it just does, it goes, shh. And, shh. and so it's got like a whole bunch of librarians pissed off because they say, oh, yeah. <laughs> Watch out. Because it's real, they say stereotypical. Because I guess it's kind of like a, um, kind of like a an older lady with like the glasses and doing the shh thing. I'll tell you one thing: you never want to piss off a bunch of librarians because then you're going to get yelled at in two foot voices, and that's the last thing you want. Two foot voices. I forgot about that. <laughs> but um, it, it's just like if you're going to have all these action figures out and about, you know, of stereotypes, why not do something that's fun? Yeah, I mean, you could do any kind of walk of life action figure and. You, you know, if you put a whole line of these out, you'd probably get a good reaction. Like, say, you know, you put out the Wacky Morning DJ one. You know, I'd love that. With a big Hawaiian shirt that says, hey, it's hump day. Hooga! Hee <laughs> With the silly sound effects and stuff. Like Welcome the, back to the zoo. Always on the, uh, like, on the Simpsons. By the way, <laughs> it's like every time you see a DJ on television, it makes you feel ashamed. Well, you cut an ID for me. Yeah, what was that one on? That was like that was on a movie or something not too long. But there's never a flattering like DJ no um, portrayal ever. Well, and they're always just so ridiculous. Even like when they do. Remember that Rockby Baby uh, show that they tried to put out? I think it made maybe three episodes worth with Dan Cortez, where he was a shock jock. He was a shock, <laughs> he was a shock jock, but he had a baby. Huh. And he had to figure out how to balance his shock jock lifestyle with his baby. And they always do it, too, where it's like, I remember there's another one with that chick who's married to Kevin Bacon. and Sedgwick? Yeah, and she was a, a female shock jock. And it, <laughs> it's always that whole thing of Susie. Shock, shock jock at work, regular person at home. And somehow this is living gonna be a in- double life. And somehow it's going to be interesting. I watched actually a uh, I can't remember what show it was. Uh, it was like a takeoff of a Stephen King movie, um, and it was with the the kid, uh, the dorky kid from all the um, the '80s movies. Um, he was in That's Breakfast a- Club and Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall, and it was some kind of show where he could see murders and stuff before they happened. 
and the shock jock was going to get murdered, and it was played by uh, Lewis Black. I remember <laughs> that, actually. I do remember something. Weird. But getting back to these action figures, so you think that one would sell? I think so. I think, you know, every uh, every hack PD would have one. Yeah. You know? it would oh, least... have you seen the new action figure? I went and picked it up today. And, you know, and then they write, like, the name of the morning gun. They're like, Mojo. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> something like that. And maybe one where you can pick the hairstyle and everything. Maybe make it real short. But, um... Like, you think, like, other stereotypical action figures would sell? Yeah, maybe, like, you know, you do, like, the cat-calling construction worker. Just, like, you know, the most stereotypical one ever. You know, the, the guy with the white cut-off tank top, you know, yelling at a girl. Hey, sweet ass, you know, come over here, let me pinch, pinch, pinch. You, they have them with librarians. You would also think, too, maybe they have one of the uh, stereotypical, like, fat secretary. The fat secretary doll. Oh, she... yeah, she's wearing a pantsuit. <laughs> she's, like... Uh, hey, you want to go get a Bloomin' Onion? TGI Friday starts there, uh, has specials on the margaritas. Um, I can see this happening, though. But would you think they go so far for, like, a stripper doll? You think they do a stripper, like, think, action figure? Yeah, you know, I, I would I would buy a stripper action figure, uh, except for they probably have it all smelling of CK1. Okay, why do you insist that every stripper smells like CK1? They do. That's what they wear, and it dries your mouth out whenever they walk into a room. It, like, sucks up all moisture. It turns into the Mojave in here if a stripper comes in. I miss having some strippers in here. That would be a lot of fun. What would the stripper doll say? Hey, where's the Coke? <laughs> Who wants to party? <laughs> it follows around the uh, the construction worker doll because he's the one with the Coke. Who, uh... For an extra 10, I can put my knee right there. There's a whole bunch of stuff the stripper one could say. Uh, do you want to hear about my kids? That's another... I'm just doing this to get through school. That... He didn't finish, did he? Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's always a possibility you can hear. 407-916-1041. Would you like to buy me a drink? Yeah, that's the other. That's the yeah, other. Whenever you're sitting on the couch at a strip club, they always ask you want to buy the lady a drink, and it always ends up being water because they'll never let you have a sip of it. You wonder what you bought them, so you go, "Hey, can I have a drink of that? I bought it for you. I paid fifteen dollars for it. You think I could have a sip?" Have you ever had like the uh, group of people surround you and try to force you to buy? A drink? Come on, boy, you just, you cheap. Don't you want to buy the lady a drink? Like, beat it. I don't want her to talk to me. Yeah, I'm not interested in having a conversation. Well, if she's drinking, that means she's not going to be talking. So she has something in her mouth to, you know. My fist in her mouth would also work. Stop. Yes, it would. (laughs) How about the IT guy? Like the IT guy doll? Like, you know, your... uh... Yeah, your uh, normal uh, uh, office IT guy who walks around in the... uh... He looks the like a real tight white button-up shirt. Yeah, he looks like the guy from Office Space. Yeah. And he, um, he's, he's like, this is the fourth time I fixed your email this week. LOL. Something like that. That was a great bit on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Was it Jimmy Fallon that Jimmy did that? Jimmy Fallon. I think that's the one bit I really liked from him. And what was even better was the one time Jackie Chan was on. Yeah. And Jackie Chan did it. And it was so funny. That was good. Move. Even... Yeah. Move over. Nick Burns or something, right? Yeah, Nick Burns, your IT guy. All right. Uh... Hideout Hotline, who's this? You're getting a perfect action figure, have you? Who is this? You know who this is? No, who is this? You know who it is. It's, the it's Tony, the hideout sexy engineer. Tony, the hideout engineer. Hideout. Sexy engineer. Sexy engineer. Stand up. Yes. Are you smoking? No, I'm not. You're smoking in the studio. I know it. No, I'm not smoking in the studio. Are you lying to me? No. Cafe? No. Would you, would you have? I told you you eating. What? Do you, I was not. I was eating earlier back in the office. What do you want? What do you? 
Is there a reason that you called the hotline? Yeah, definitely. I'd make the perfect action figure. Yeah, ham sandwich in one hand, jam city in the other hand. See, walking around, sex a haircut, walking around with my card key. You guys don't have card keys, do you? No, you don't. Because you lost them. All the time you lose them. I come around, I gotta fix them, sticking the card keys and the interns, doing all kinds of crazy things. What are you doing with that stuff? Hefe, are you eating? I'm not eating. I swear you are here chewing. Uh, okay, I Are you eating a hamburger? Maybe I am. What are you gonna do about it? Are you eating a hamburger? Yes. How's it cooked? It's medium well? No, medium rare. I knew it! You're getting burned on the console! Getting burned on the console, plugging it up! You think it's funny? This is a action fix engineer gotta fix everything. Fix this, fix that. It's, it's, your, problem. it's, it's, it's your problem. It's your problem. It's not my problem, it's your problem. No, it's your problem. No, no, you don't come, that's my line. That's my line. And you taking my line, that's my that's your problem. Not my problem. You come over here, do all kinds of crazy things, your hamburger. Can we do anything for you, Tony the hideout engineer? I want an action figure made of me. I'm a sexy stud. You guys don't don't appreciate me, my value. I don't think there's that much plastic Maybe. in the world. Maybe we can like, you know, uh repaint a uh Big boss man action figure or something you for you. You think that's funny, J-Dub? Yeah. You know that smoking in the studio like you're Frank Sinatra? Why don't you just get a brand there? Just swirl around. Yeah, I know it's coming. You piss me off. I'll be up there. Two hours. I'm downstairs. Uh, all right, beat it. That guy's strange. I don't know why Tony, the hideout engineer, insists on calling us and yelling at us. And I think I heard smooth jazz in the background. <laughs> Sean, you're in the hideout. Hey, what's up? What's going on? And not much. Listen, I just want to let you guys know you left out a, a key phrase for the uh, stripper action figure. What is that? Going to interest you in a two for one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. And it always ends up being the two shortest songs in their book. I always hate that. You know, you're, you you pay twenty bucks for a three minute song, and then you think you're going to get six minutes of pure love, and then you just get two minute and a half songs. You get two Blink One Eight Twos back to back. Yeah, like a mud vein in a system of a down back to back. Two ten each. For some reason, I got uh, I got white stripes bumped X to uh, you know, blink. That's so funny. The white stripes fell in love with a girl worth a minute fifty seven. <laughs> Damn you, two for one. Holly, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Uh, yeah, I think the uh, show that you the movie thing you guys were talking about just a second ago has to does it have to do with like a, a mansion or something? With the shot jock? Yeah. I don't remember if it had to do with a mansion. Which one? The the shock jock thing you guys were talking about a second ago with the guy that gets killed or something. Yeah, I, I know, Holly. I can't really remember. I don't know what, the one, the Lewis Black one. I guess was it? No, the... no, it wasn't. Uh... Hmm. I think it was Dead Zone or whatever it was. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was on like uh... USA. Yeah. Nathan tells me he's a video game artist, and the action figure for the video game artist would be would have a plain black T-shirt, blue jeans, and thick frame glasses. Absolutely, just stereotypical like that. And where is he a video game artist for? And does he want to be our best friend? That's number one. Answer yeah. all those questions for us, please. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It was Nick Burns, the computer guy, by the way. That was his name. Nice. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I guess uh, Tony, the hideout engineer, will be here at 9.30 to kick our asses. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's two for one in the hideout. Welcome back into it. I am El Hefe. That's Dubs. It's Row Radio 104.1. Pull your, pull your singles out and put your face in a happy place. It's time. You ever want to be a strip club DJ? I, I almost had a chance to before. Please welcome Portia. Why do they always name themselves out of, uh, after horses or cars? 
Now coming up to the stage. On stage one. Mustang. Ew. I'd like to be What a... kind of dude club are you going to? <laughs> you don't worry about my business. Oh, that reminds me. When you wake up in the What was that, Chunks? What are you doing over there? Turn your mic on, Chunks. What happened? Uh, Did you delete another uh, cart wall of the files? Something happened. I'm not sure what, though. But I fixed it. I fixed it. I'm sure it's not as uncomfortable as the Ass Much Marathon from last night, which, by the way, was completely our fault. We made a mistake and read a story wrong, and Chunks ended up having a A bite-off. A bite-off with uh, intern number one. All the pictures are up on realradio.fm. Don't blame yourselves. Everybody makes mistakes. It's all right. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad you're able to let it go, Bateman. I wish someone else would. Number one was cool with it. Chunks, however, is still holding a grudge. But there's one pick in particular on realradio.fm. Of the two of them, and just the biggest man hug that is um, just insane. Hot 92 says, those picks are funny as hell, and Chunks is such a mo. He really is. Now, what did you say? You had a story about one of the pictures, Bateman? Um, there's one that says something, no, that's not his butt. Oh, I didn't even realize there was a next page. Wow, there's more than one page of just homoerotic pictures of number one in Chunks. Oh, my. All right. Now there are the pictures of Chunks literally attached to the ass. <laughs> He's like a pit bull. Of number one, and you wouldn't let go. <laughs> All right. The best picture, though. It's Chunks shirtless with his sunglasses on. <laughs> and he, he looks like he looks like one of those uh, stupid, crazy, fat shock jock DJs we were talking about. <laughs> Except he's missing his Hawaiian shirt. But yeah, there is one that says uh, that's not the butt or well, something. Yeah, I was talking to Erica, and she goes, one of the sales ladies walked by and was looking at the pictures, and she goes, wait, you, you can see his butt in that picture. And Erica goes, no, no, that's not his butt. That that's his stomach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hmm. oh, oh! They my thought God. your stomach was one of the cheeks. <laughs> Actually, come here, look at this. Though it's the fourth picture up there on RealRadio.fm. I'm doing sit-ups. Not enough. It's making you look like an ass. Look at this, dude. It does look like his butt. It looks like a crack. It does kind of. <laughs> but it's just your love handle. <laughs> All right. I'm very well aware that I have a weight problem. It's, not obviously not because you haven't done anything about it yet. I'm doing sit-ups. Oh, wait a second. How many? You can even see the stretch marks around his elbows. You have stretch marks on your elbows? It's that same picture. There's stretch marks along your elbows and forearm. Well, I guess so. I didn't. Do, do you see that number one? You're looking at the pictures too, right on RealRadio.fm. Look at that number one. Do you see the stretch marks right there? Oh my God. Wow. Actually, yeah, I do. That's really sad. Now, Chunks, how come you took your shirt off for this, but intern number one kept his on? Because you got, because you guys made made me take my shirt off. That's why. It's like I wanted to. I didn't. I did not want to, but you made me. That's so funny. That does look like an ass. Maybe we should have. We should probably put a bar over that. Yeah, we or at least fuzz it out. Like one of those blue dots, yeah. So we don't get in trouble for having nudity it's, on the website. It's a stomach, man. And I think I've lost a little bit of weight. What if we just draw a thong over it? Draw a thong over it? From now on, you need to have a thong around your love handle. <laughs> Come on, that's that's gonna hurt. Why? But, but it's for your protection. It's for the thong. It's gonna hurt the thong. Let yeah. me ask you: Do you wipe it's there hurt too? The material. <laughs> 
You really should if you don't. <laughs> you should do some maintenance there if you would. There probably is still a little writing of the ho- uh, Cinco de Homo on my stomach. From, uh, we need to put it. some wet wipes in your pocket so you can wipe your uh, stomach crack uh, every come, once in a while. It's not like it oozes or anything like that, all right? It's it perfectly like sanitary. It that one picture of him shirtless with the sunglasses. And and it has all of the uh all of the uh like hair missing. Oh, from when we've uh, shaved him multiple times and uh pulled the hair out. Yeah. And now, if we left it in, though, he'd be more of a big, hairy bear stud than he is right now. His body is that of, like, a fat, hairy mo puppet. Yeah, he's like a gay plumber. That's what he looks like. Oh, that's bad. I just saw the one where my head has totally disappeared behind intern number one. In those pictures, I you know, it seems like a dude should be asking him to snake their drain, you know? It's totally gay. Is that lingo? I don't even know what that is. I know, because he's a big gay plumber. That's what he looks like to me. Like a Mario, because I'm Italian? Yes. Yeah. All right, you know what? Tat says, I weigh 280, and I want to challenge Chunks to a hideout weight off. Come on. You want to do the weight, uh, the, uh, uh, weight race? I think I would win. This chick says about Chunks, such a fat ass. Who said that? This girl over here. What girl? Twins. A really hot one? Twins. Right. That's what it says. Right, fat cow. Realradio.fm. Look at the pot calling the kettle black. No kidding. Why'd you make fun of your own kind? Yeah. I really don't think that I'm in that bad of a shape. I just during the break I'm gonna milk you. I think you uh I think you need to release some stress. Thanks. Appreciate that. I'm we not sh- a goat. And look at those pictures. We should get them like I feel like we should like they're a couple now. Like we should get them some sort of Christmas card or yeah, I like a they, Memorial Day card or something. A big gay Christmas card. I like that. It, it has been kind of awkward sitting next to number one. Like I, I realize the effect of what it is you guys made me do, and it's I very think, gay. I think if Chunks gave uh, number one a Christmas card, it'll be like, Merry Christmas. Hopefully you like what comes down your chimney, if you get <laughs> what I'm saying. Hmm. And it has Chunks, and it's like the Christmas card of Chunks. And it's broad pants with a Santa thing on, just jumping down a chimney. Or just a pipe. By the way, Christmas comes from running be one of Santa's sexy elves. Just to let you know. Why don't you give him a you know a happy birthday card saying, Hey, I'll bring the party blower. Because I'm not gay. I don't give out cards, or man. He even says that he's the party blower. <laughs> I'll be the Alright. <laughs> Can you make the noise? He'll make him make that noise. That's the thing. Alright, bro. Thank you very much for the support. Not a problem. That's all you. And you you realize, no matter what, we accept you here in the hideout. We accept everybody. Accept me for what? I am gay. Oh. For having ass cheeks. For a belly. stomach. My fingers smell pretty. Uh, they're in the- when God was giving out asses, you got in line twice and put one on your stomach, didn't you? Three times because it's on the other side, too. You got three asses. A lot of maintenance, they my all, friend. And they all smell. No oh. wonder when you were staying at the hideout off campus housing, I was going through so much toilet paper. <laughs> what? what? You guys are this is, you're on fire. This, is, Thank this you. isn't right. Thank you. We'll take a break and we'll come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. You know, I took a nap during that commercial break and had a dream. I was working on a professional show. I was happy then. 
And then I heard weather. Welcome back into the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. I am Al Hefe, that's Dubs. Ooh, boy. That didn't. That wasn't very good for you, Sean. No, not at all. I think that's the worst weather yet. Well, it doesn't help when Bateman's over there hitting his damn clip. What clip? Did, I, I didn't hear one. I just heard you stuttering. I tried the best that I could. Obviously not good enough. You're manning the talk and roll controls. You seem to be doing okay. Thank you. Now, Dubs, um, I'm from Texas, as yes, we've talked are. about before. Never before have I seen something like this, though, where in Waxahachie, they, uh, they had a photograph of the National Honor Society, and they're going along the lines, like naming the people in the caption. Yeah. And there was a, ten, a teen identified as black girl. She was the only. That was nice of them. As the only black student in the photo. I mean, I, in Texas, I think they would. Uh, they had other choice words they wanted to put in there. It was just. I'm just so surprised that that's still happening. Oh yeah, that's definitely still happening. And imagine, imagine what that that chick was being called behind her back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm sure they were. Be, they thought they were being nice by putting black girl in there. I mean, the other. St- I, I mean. Uh, high school is tough enough as it is. Yeah. But I can't even imagine what it's like. I mean, did you have a lot of did you have a tough time growing up in high school? Oh yeah, it was it was brutal. I was in all white school, you know. People making fun of me. No, it was it was you know, it was the easiest time in the world. I can't imagine being like in the south as a, a black child in like an almost all white school. I, that has to be just one of the roughest things ever. Uh-huh. Damn. In my school, we had, uh, I think, like one or two Mexican kids and like a, like a South American kid, and that's about it. There right. was nothing. You know, there's nothing. There was a sea of white in there. Now, you know, at, in your school now, they probably do like a, they think was a quote-unquote funny Napoleon Dynamite thing and call that kid Pedro. Oh, yeah. In the captions. Well, you know, they would, uh, you know, they would probably put vote for Pedro underneath it or something. All right, now, Evil Eye says, so what if they named uh, that girl a uh, black girl? We do that all the time down here. What? Now, I do remember, I guess there was something in the news where there was this brother who was going out with this white chick and... They had him on a leash because he was pee-whipped. And no, I don't think that's because he's black, though. Well, they didn't, but the mom was like, excuse me. Well, yeah, but he, he had to, uh, you, know, at least, you know, at least say, okay, yeah, I am whipped. This is kind of a funny bit. Right. And, you know, a lot of times these uh, things like the pee-whip thing is, are taken a little bit out of context and people get a little upset over something that was originally meant nothing. But when you... Obviously, just label her as black girl. There's something wrong there. I mean, that's completely different than saying she's whipped and putting a uh, leash on him. Now, do you have your Fallerville 1999 uh, yearbook? No, I don't. I never got a yearbook, actually. So you don't even know if they put a caption for you for, like, smelly white boy? No, no. I wish they. I wish I would have so I could have seen that and maybe gotten upset about it as well. You know what we had to do for the hideout? We had to take class photos. Like that's our Put a thing. yearbook out? No, just on the website. It's like a class photo of us in a classroom. You know, I think we should put a yearbook out, actually, with like all the people who come in for the uh, Friday night open-door policy you know, at the end of the year. You know, they open it up, they go through. All right, write this down. This is ours. 
anybody else tries to steal this, no. The hideout yearbook. I like it. And underneath your picture, we can put, like, a spoiled Mexican. I was not spoiled. You were very spoiled. Why? Because you lived on, like, a seven-figure income as a kid. Not seven-figure. Just six-figure. High six-figure. All right, maybe. I did have a brand-new Jeep Wrangler when I turned 16. I got a credit card. I went on a trip to Europe, but that doesn't mean that I was spoiled. Well, yeah, I mean, you were, you know, you did get a Jeep Wrangler, and it was kind of ridiculous that you had to have your Wrangler jeans to wear in it and everything. I just like to match. That's my thing. I like to match. I love the idea of a hideout yearbook. What would it say under Tommy Bateman's? Serial killer woman hater? That could be one of them. <laughs> How about Chunks? I, I think under Chunks we just put homo. <laughs> No, I don't want to waste all that lettering. Yeah. Just mo. mo. Just for chunks. I like the idea of a hideout yearbook. Now, I heard Shannon Burke talking today about the how the they want a car for the show because mm-hmm. the monsters have the mini. I want a hideout hoopty. I would love to get the dirtiest, most beat-up car in Central Florida. Just give it to us. And then we uh, we take it out to gigs, and we no. s- we spray paint it. We don't even put it all, and make it nice. We just call it the hide up hide out hoop thing. We roll up in it. I like that, and maybe even make it into a demolition derby car or something. You know, and we just take it into there. But I think the better way to go, since we are you know the new show, the low man on the totem pole for the time being, uh, I say, just a hide out ten speed, and for all the gigs, you just look for the hide out ten speed parked outside, chained to the front. It's not even a 10-speed. It's like a mountain bike. Oh, we'd make it nice, though. We'd make it uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure nice. And then we'd get mad at Francis for stealing it. At the tassels. And we'd put the baseball card in the uh, wheel spokes. Yeah, and have, like, the little uh, tiger on the front of it. A lion will scrub its teeth. And maybe then, uh, after it gets stolen, we'll send chunks out to the Alamo and ask for the basement. Big question. Does the uh, basket go in the front or the back? Back. All right, hideout 10 speed. I'm writing all this down for the uh, promotions meeting. Mm-hmm. All right, beautiful. Hideout yearbook, hideout hoopty, hideout 10 speed. Anything else that we want? You think of any other captions? I mean, I know essentially that's what the website's, website's supposed to be for, but I'd love to have a yearbook. Well, yeah, I mean, just a special edition you do at the end of the year. Were you voted anything in high school? Um, yeah, I was voted most likely to uh, be the next Jerry Springer, something like that, you know? Um, like kind of a, hey, he would be the the king of white trash, probably. Um, also, what else did I get? Like, uh, most unique dresser, I think, which was odd. I don't remember dressing that unique. As well as, uh, best car or worst car. I can't remember. I, it, it was a spoof because I had really bad cars, but I think they might have voted me for best car just because I had really bad ones. I was voted most talented. Yeah. South Grand Prairie High School. School of thousands. Thousands of losers, then. Jesus. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> What's well, that? Yeah, I mean, you, you are very talented. They made a cartoon after you. Fastest fastest runner or something like that. Great. Nice. Thank you. You'd be the one who'd put that caption. All right, Matt Albert says, based on what you guys are paid, how about the hideout bus passes? <laughs> we don't even get a vehicle. We just get a bus pass. That could work, too. I want all of these. I want all of these. Uh, I'm going to write down bus pass. But I'm behind the Burke Show getting their car, and I want us to get a hoopty. 
I'd love for someone just to donate a crappy car, preferably a van. You think a van, or do you think like an old Delta 88? Well, we all got to get there. Or like a Caprice Classic or something, you know, one of those really old ones, though, like an 87 or 86. I just want something that's just really a hoopty, something that is old. Multicolored. You know, just like completely. Where the you know, frame, like the frames are different. Yeah, you know? the, the uh, quarter panels, panels are. We could just go with Chunks' current car <laughs> that he's got up in D.C. I can't believe Chunks is getting that thing delivered down here. <laughs> Why? Why would you? I need some kind of car to drive around in. No, you're better off spending that hundred seventy-five, hundred eighty bucks that you're going to spend getting that car down here and buying yourself a bike. And riding around on a bicycle and losing weight at the same time. You know time. what? We asked uh, people to uh, donate their bikes to Chunks, and no one wanted to give up a bike for Chunks. But I did find a uh, a bike for you, Chunks. Really? I have a number for you to call. It's $15 for a men's bike. Are you serious? Yeah. So I'll give you that during the break. You, oh. It's your lucky day today. Sweet. The catch is that it's another $100 for oral. Yeah. So... Hmm. But if you got $115 to spend on oral and a bike, you're good. I, I'm i not that... You like dudes, don't you? You're welcome. I don't like the... Say thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Doves. No problem. Take a break and we'll come back. It's the Hideout, Row Radio, 104.1. <laughs> Second hour of the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs. Four, go ahead. No. 4791610418889781041 or Star1041 on your singular wireless phone. You feel it's so important, feel free to talk over me. Hey. Fine. Drew, you're in the Hideout, Real Radio. Yo, what's up? What's up, dude? Hey, I'm calling for about, you were talking about the hoopty? Get yeah. the, the Hideout hoopty? Yeah, you should get an old Volkswagen bus and call it the V Dubs. Ooh, I like having the V-dubs. Thank you, Drew. J-dubs, V-dubs. I like that. Yes, uh, number one. There's a local Volkswagen club that might have problems with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because they call themselves the V-dubs. Oh, really? Oh, there's a, yes. like a car club? Yeah. No way. Dubs, I think you should be a part of this club. I think so. I think I should be like the spokesman. Yeah, why not? Go for you. Finding other interests now that we're in Central Florida. I need to read up on VWs. Wow, Jay Volkswagens. I didn't realize that was your thing. It now is. Congratulations, brother. Um, I uh, you know, we the whole Star Wars thing was a hit, and apparently they're starting to now. I don't know. Take advantage of these prequels. I guess prequels have been out for a while. Yeah, but they, you know. Since these ones did so well, they're kind of people are jumping on the bandwagon. But the um, this dude, I guess the dude who directed Darkness Falls. Yeah, he has signed on to shoot a prequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, are they going to kind of use the uh, the people from the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? They're going to try to just start fresh. I bet they're going to completely recast it. I would okay. assume. But I think that's a that's a cool idea. Now the whole idea of Leatherface is based on Ed Gein, mm-hmm. for the most part, as are most seri- serial killer movies. Um, I believe Psycho, so, Psycho, Silence of the Lambs. Um, you know, these guys are based on some of the stuff that Ed Gein did. He was out of Wisconsin, I believe, and he was the first dude who would like, I guess, he cut up his mother. And uh, he 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 exhumed no, well, her body. Yeah, well, his mom died. He uh, 
dug up his mom and brought her, brought her back home. Right. And also dug up other people and uh, tried to create like uh, different like uh, different household things out of human skin and bones. Now, have you seen like the re- there's this whole like if you have the stars packages, mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll play these movies of these serial killers. There's the Ted Bundy one. There's the Ed Gein one. There's the Dahmer one that's out and about. The Gacy. They're kind of like they're B movies, but they're actually they're not they're bad to good. watch. I, I really like the Dahmer one. The Dahmer one was very uh, interesting. I, that was my least favorite. Really? Of all. And watching that Ted Bundy one. Ted Bundy was funny. It, it, you know, it's it's weird to say that, but it was it was so horrific that they attempted to make it comical because yeah. it was just so evil, you know. But watching that Ted Bundy one, I'm sitting there watching it the whole time because Ted Bundy was a ladies' man and this whole thing. All right, I'm looking over at Bateman, and it just it reminds me of our producer Tommy Bateman in just the weirdest way. And Tommy got a new haircut today. Yeah, he's totally bundied out. He got a what? He, got, he got a buzz cut, and you are creepy, bro. That's what I like to call a Florida haircut. You, but you realize how how much creepier you are now. And I care because just that you're scaring other people in the building at this. Who point. am I scaring? Namely, all the women. No, Catherine even said she liked it, as did Erica. Of course, they would all say that. What are they going to tell you? It looks you look creepier. They're telling us. They're asking. Maybe it's only the talented women in the building that like it. Um, could he please wear a hat? That's what I keep saying, hearing. Mm. And not that crazy knit hat you wear here in Florida, because that makes you look even crazy. I don't even have it. But what do you think is the story of Leatherface? What do you think happens? Do you think you're going to do an Ed, whole Ed Gein I thing? Think, I think... He no, worked on a radio show. <laughs> you know, I think he, uh, I think they're going to make him kind of retarded. <laughs> he was a shock jock in a Hawaiian shirt. He was a radio bottom. <laughs> Ooh, I can see that too. Chunks does have Leatherface hair. Maybe that's what you should be for Halloween. You should be Leatherface. Thanks. With my big stomach butt, right? Have, have you noticed, too, Leatherface had man boobs. Did you remember the last one? Did you see the remake? Yeah, he did. He uh, They they kind of tried to cover it up with the the big apron. But... Uh, here, here's what I want you to do from now on. I want you to come in in a suit and tie, an apron, <laughs> and uh, a chainsaw. And a, and a chainsaw, a chainsaw without the chain. I've actually never seen the movie. You've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. Damn you, man. How dare you? Every kid should grow up watching that. You should watch it at the age of 11 and then do a road trip in Texas or anywhere rural for the most part. Hmm. But is this a prequel you'd want to see made, though? Yeah, I, I definitely would watch it. You know, I don't. I could see it getting messed up pretty easy, too. But, you know, you can always mess up a prequel. I hit, we know what? We got this prize to give away. What do we have? We got this blockbuster, uh, blockbuster, 52 week blockbuster rental card. Good for one rental a week. The new blockbuster home of no more late fees. I tell you what, let's give it out. 407 star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. If you can come up with a prequel that Dubs and I can both agree on that we would want to see, then we'll give you this prize. Very simple. Very easy way to pick up on a prize. Um, How about the Karate Kid? No. Where they don't actually go, you know, and follow the kid. They go all the way back to, like, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Miyagi when he uh, lived back in his homeland and he was in the war. Aren't they doing that now with Jet Li and that called Hero? No. No. Actual, actual, you know, Mr. Miyagi. You think? Yeah, I would love to see that. 
Well, who are they going to make it with? Because the whole thing about that was Pat Morita, and he's going to be dead. They can't do it. What are you going to do? Who would you I, cast in it? I don't think he can die. He's no, looked he about 80 years old for the past 40 years. I'd love to see a prequel to Star Wars. Sorry, been out. I'd like to see several prequels. I don't want just one, though. I want three. (laughs) What a way to milk it. How about Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I'd watch a uh, Pulp Fiction remake. Boring. You didn't like Pulp Fiction? No. How can you like like Pulp Fiction? Because there's nothing to it. What do you mean? A bunch of random crap up on the screen. It all came together at the end. I didn't make it that far, honestly. (laughs) I was like, I can't watch this crap. Focus on the story. You know what I'd want to say a prequel to? Summer Catch. God. I'd like to see... You're the only one. <laughs> I'd like to see the story of Freddie Prince Jr. when he was a high school baseball star, as opposed to in the Cape Cod League. Like in the locker room and stuff? You'd like to see him showering? No. Hey, hey buddy, great game. And you know what they could do, too, in this prequel for Summer Catch? Hold on, I'm riffing. It could also end up being another teeny bopper movie, like a She's All That. So not only is he a baseball star... But the baseball action, but then there's him like remaking or making over um, one of the loser chicks, like in what's that movie? She's all that. That's right. what you say for every movie, though. Every movie idea you have, it could be a horror movie, and Simon comes back to Freddie Prince Jr. Summer Catch, and then making an ugly girl over into like the, the hot chick. Right, We've that- been trying to do that with chunks for weeks now. <laughs> That's absolutely one that I would like to see. Well, you'd uh, be uh, in luck if they made it, because you'd be able to buy it in the one mo- $1 uh, Walmart bin right when it came out. Picking up a prize, 52-week Blockbuster rental card. Good for one rental a week. The new Blockbuster, home of no more late fees. You know what? I guarantee they wouldn't even put it on DVD. They'd just record over the old Summer Catch videos and uh, try to hand those out. <laughs> Dude, that's a great flick. I don't care what you say. And Matt Albert agrees that Pulp Fiction is overrated, agreeing with Bateman. The, the cinematography when he's cutting the lawn, I do have to agree that's that's pretty great. I mean, the way it was framed and directed. He's talking about Summer Catch. Oh. <laughs> and the way he was arguing with his dad or whatever. And the he, way she was You actually sound like you watched it. I watched it one time, and yeah. I, I just remember flashing back to all the stupid commercials. John, you got a prequel we'd watch? Uh, Willy Wonka. Dubs, did you watch a Willy Wonka? I want to know where the Oompa Loompas came from and where he got all his money and what's his obsession with the chocolate. I would watch it. See, I, yeah, I definitely would like to see it. I don't want to watch that. And he already, sold me on it. I wasn't into it at first, but, you yeah. know. They're remaking that, and I don't care where an Oompa Loompa comes from. Uh, I wonder where the Oompa Loompas come from. My little buddy. <laughs> all right, again, that's a joke for five of us. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Brian, Brian, you're in the hideout. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, since they made a prequel to Star Wars, why not a prequel to Spaceballs? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Spaceballs is, uh, it was hilarious, and I would like to see them, like, where the dog comes from, the John Candy character as a puppy, that whole bit. You know what? I would say yes, but the reason I wouldn't want to see it is because I loved the first Star Wars so much, and now they prequeled that, and it was so terrible. I know that Spaceballs would be the same way. All right, if you can come up with one that Dubs and I can agree on, then we're going to give you this blockbuster rental card. 407-916-1041, How about, uh, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, like when he was actually doing all the uh, child murders and everything? They actually showed that. 
Didn't they already kind of do that in one of them, though? In the last one, they went back and showed like clips of it, but they they actually just go into the whole movie. They show him being a normal guy yeah. until when he flips out. In fact, in Freddy vs. Jason, they told a lot more of the backstory, yeah. I thought. No, I don't want to see a prequel to Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm not interested in that. Way to kick me in the balls. I'm sorry. you got to come up with something good. It's like we're sitting at a Hollywood round about, table. You're pitching us. How about Rocky, where they don't even go into the Sylvester Stallone guy. They uh, just follow uh, you know, the Apollo Creed life. No. Why not? I didn't even like the original Rocky. Okay. They what? Just, they just do, uh, you know, they uh, they do uh, Clubber Lang as a kid. How about that? Clubber Lang, who's that? The Mr. T character. I didn't like Mr. T either. How about this? How about a prequel to Super Troopers, worst movie ever made? No. What? Okay, another Rocky one. They just follow Spider Rico. I don't even know who these people are. The first guy he fought in uh, the first Rocky, Spider Rico. Absolutely. He's a bum. Absolutely not. Hmm. Hutch, you're in the hideout on Roll Radio. What do you got? Hey, guys, what's going on? Yo. Got a prequel for you. How about going back and finding out what happened to begin with in The Shining? Like about uh, about the actual hotel or mansion or whatever? Exactly. Hmm. Dubs, what do you think about something to The Shining? You know, I... They would ruin it. No. I, no, I don't want to see it. Yeah. I was going to say yes. Doesn't matter, though, because we both have to agree on this. Hmm. James, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. You got a prequel for us? Yes, James? Yeah, yeah James. That's you, bro. I don't know if you guys are going to agree on this or not, but I was thinking Scarface back when it was Cuba, how he got the scar. I'm scared they might ruin that, too, but it could be good if they casted it right. Here's the thing about Scarface. I'd love to see it. Why I would say no is because it's hard enough having one Scarface out there and how everybody thinks they're Scarface. 50 Cent now does poses where he's Scarface. Um... I didn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. And the beauty of that was Al Pacino. Who are you going to cast? Elian Gonzalez as the uh, little Scarface. Freddie Prince. <laughs> All right. Maybe if it were Freddie <laughs> Prince. If it were Freddie Prince, possibly. I want Freddie Prince Senior. No. Why? Infinitely better than Junior. I want him right now, though. <laughs> yeah. In your studio. Of course. On your lap? <laughs> yeah. Using his knee? Joe, you're in the hideout. The hole in his head. Hey, how's it going? What's up? How about Half-Baked, the greatest comedy in the world? A pre- well, what are they going to do, though? I mean, they're already it's on gonna drugs. Be, it's going to be the same storyline. You'd have all the shenanigans with them as kids. I but- Oh, no. That'd be like a Dumber and Dumber or whatever they did. And that was awful. Yeah. Dumber. I hate when they go back and do uh, the them as kids. Like they, what was that really horrible movie with Phoebe from Friends, uh, where the Roxy and Michelle? No, yeah. Romy and Michelle. Romy and Michelle reunion. They uh, they did a re- uh, a prequel of that, and it's like on ABC Family. What? Uh, where they're kids. <laughs> I don't know. Adrian, you're in the hideout. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? What's up, dude? I was calling uh, on the prequel ideas. How about Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What was it going to be? Ferris Bueller actually goes to school today? If Ferris and Bueller sits there? Ferris Bueller and hanging out with uh, with Cameron and how he meets the girlfriend. and uh, I don't know if there's... Know. A, I don't this know. is where Cameron goes berserk. And what is it going to be? Like Ferris Bueller in middle school? <laughs> 
I like I like you pitching it, but I just don't think it works. No. One more call before the break. Uh, Ryan, you're in the hideout. What do you, What do you got, Ryan? Ryan, you there? Yeah. Oh, we're losing him. Call back. He said a prequel to Twister. <laughs> the worst movie ever. So what is it going to be like? Uh, what are you going to call it? Pre-Twister. <laughs> no, it was going to be like Thunderstorm or Bad. Fog. <laughs> What's it going to be? Low pressure system. <laughs> yeah. Or low. Yeah, it's just about the low pressure system and the high pressure system meeting. Sounds riveting. Let's take Warm a break. front. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We're still trying to give away this uh, this rental car to Blockbuster. You get one rental a week for a year. So uh, hang tight. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, you've got to start asking us what we want to come back with. Dude, this is an awesome song. I have to agree. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. In the middle of a contest right now, trying to give away a 52-week Blockbuster rental card, good for one rental a week, the new Blockbuster, home of no more late fees. And we uh, find out there's going to be a prequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I'm very excited about this. And what we're having you do is kind of a Hollywood uh, uh, pitch session. Yeah. And what kind you're, of a wish list almost. Yeah, you're, you're pitching a, uh, a prequel to us. If Dubs and I can both agree, then you're going to end up winning this. Um, 407-916-1041, or Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. I'd like to see a prequel to Ocean's 12, because it seems to pick up in a, the middle of a story and makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Actually, that was a sequel to uh, Ocean's 11, so there's already that out there. What? Yeah. Go pick it up. Hmm. Yeah, you should rent it. Hmm? Maybe we'll give you one of these rental cards. You How about pick- a uh, prequel to Lolita? I believe that, too, also. Sorry. When she's like nine or something. <laughs> Rob, you're in the hideout. Yeah, what's going on? What do you got, boy? My idea for a prequel would be Indiana Jones. As gr- Growing up through his early high school years, what his dad was doing, how he got into trouble, what started him on the whole archaeology thing. Because they gave you that taste in the beginning of uh, the third movie with Sean Connery. just showing him on the train stealing that cross. Right. That, they they kind of teased you with it, but they never went any further. Dubs, what do you think about this? No, I mean, I was never a big fan of the three movies, so I couldn't really get into a prequel of it. I liked Indiana Jones a lot. It always threw me off that it was set so, like, it was set in, like, the 50s and 60s, wasn't it? Or maybe even the 40s. Yeah. 30s and 40s. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go with an Indiana Jones. What about a Napoleon Dynamite prequel with where it's Kip in high school? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you would win a prize. Yes! You would absolutely win a prize with Napoleon Dynamite prequel. Lucky? That'd be perfect. Too bad our intern hates it. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it right now. He's retarded. He went down a notch. Ew. As far as I'm concerned. Well, it's actually pictures of it on, radio, on <laughs> realradio.fm. Him and Chunks going down a notch. Um, Manny, Manny, your turn off to pitch the, uh, your prequel idea to the hideout. What do you got? Hey, FAJ Dubs. How you guys doing? What's Yo, up, man? Yo, buddy. All right. I'm pitching to you. Um, I, I, I like... I really like the series, but I didn't like the last two. I just kind of like the main movie, but Blade. You know, Bl- I, thought, I, I thought Blade maybe before he became the superhero fighter action person, just kind of to see how he went from darkness to good. You know, hmm, Blade. What do you guys think? 
Yeah. Uh, because when, when, when you started killing vampires, we'll call you call it Passenger 57. Stuff, so. Yeah, that, it's called Passenger 57. Before I turned into a vampire, it was a center fielder for the Indians. It's called Major League. <laughs> Thank you, Manny, though. All right, they smoke, call me the fan. Smoking Engine says uh, they had a show called Young Indiana Jones, and it was awful. So, yeah, that's another. I knew they had done something, or they were going to. I think they were even thinking about it at some point. Spielberg's always thinking about it. Well, River Phoenix is dead now, anyway. So Who? he was—he was the. Uh, what? How did that happen? Um, I think it was natural causes. Wow. God damn! I need to start reading the paper more. Who died? River Phoenix. When? I don't know. Tommy just told me. I need to take the rest of the night off. Me too. We should do a tribute. I'm yeah. taking Monday off. How about tomorrow tribute? Actually, you're not. No. <laughs> We're all gonna be here on Monday. What? We'll be live Monday. All right, only a couple more calls as we roll through this. We need to find ourselves a winner. Uh, Spencer, you got an idea for a prequel? Yeah, uh, Beetlejuice. What is it? Would it just be him with a different family, or how Beetlejuice came to be? I think a little bit of both. You have, like, you know, in the beginning of the movie, you have him die, and you find out how he died and became the ghost, and then he starts in his own business, and, you know, it's the same old stuff from there. No. Dubs, you don't it. like it? I'm I, I got to be honest with you, Spencer. I think that's great. I love yeah. that one. But we got to agree. Yeah, I'm I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling, you know, another Beetlejuice movie. The first one was good. Did you watch the cartoon when you were growing up? Yes, I did. I loved it. How hot was Winona Ryder? The cartoon character ever? Both. Yeah. Because growing up as a kid, too, and you're just like, man, that goth stuff is hot. I really got into that. Dan, Dan, you're in the hideout. You got an idea for a prequel? How about Top Gun? Hot dog. Winner. Winner. We got a winner. Top yeah. Gun prequel. Absolutely, dude. Uh, awesome. now, now, who's going to die, though, since uh, Goose is going to be alive? Who's going to die and who's going to have, uh, you know, Tom Cruise? Who's father? Yeah, oh, yeah. And Tom Cruise can stand in his tidy whities then. All right. Yeah. Crying about it. I love it. Absolutely. Top Gun. Maybe it just follows his father. And you have like a young, a young Tom Cruise watching his dad. Yeah, and then it drives him to be a, a recluse pilot. I like it. I love the Daddy Love Me uh, movies. That's a pretty generic one, though. You know. Yeah, where it's well, the Top Gun Two is generic, where it's the rebel coming in. Yeah, and uh, you know, no one wants to, uh, no one wants to take a chance on him. But everybody, he ends up being a really good guy. But, you know, everybody's afraid to ride with them and no, don't want the, him being their wingman. I wish um, Meet the Fockers had a, like, prequel to it where you could see, like, him meeting, like, her family and stuff. I was Meet the Parents. What? Yeah. Why does it have a different name, then? Take that. Ooh, now what? I'm sorry, bro. Huh? We, we've moved on, actually. We're not doing prequels anymore. I got a list over here, though. We found winners. <laughs> oh, what else did you come up with? Nothing, actually. <laughs> Fine then. I wish Naked Gun two and a half had a prequel. Stop already. Or Naked Gun thirty three and a that third. That doesn't even count anymore. <laughs> Hot shots. But I like the idea of the Top Gun prequel. Yeah, and when you when you have a movie that that's ba- that is like that basic and has like the storyline that transcends into a bunch of movies, you can make a prequel to it pretty easy and make it successful and good. So what like what are those basic like generic movies like this they is generic? Well, there's always the cop drama movie, you know, where 
I'm going to have your badge. The mayor's breathing down my neck. That you know that old song and dance. They always have those out there. What about a, Prev- a Beverly Hills uh, cop? Pretty cool. like that. With a young Eddie Murphy. But you know what? He's not funny anymore, so I don't think it'd work out. It'd end up being like him in a fat suit. That's called Nutty Professor. That's <laughs> everything for him now. Or you'll have a donkey running around busting crime or something. All right, Evil Eye says the prequel. talking to animals. Evil Eye says the prequel to Top Gun would have been an officer and a gentleman. By the way, I have a story about that movie. So my mom was dating a Dallas cop at the time. We were growing up, and so for some reason, and I I'll never forgive my mom for this. She takes me to the movies mm-hmm. with her and her boyfriend. Okay, so we go to the movies, and we go and watch. She's fooling around with them next year. Actually, they made me sit, like, in the back of the theater. Or maybe I had to sit up is front. Was it because of your skin color? Because that's just not right. No, I was actually sitting up and front. And that's your mom doing that to you. It's terrible. She is evil. But I remember being so embarrassed, being in the same movie theater as my mom and her boyfriend, during that one lovemaking scene, in an officer and a gentleman, mm-hmm. and, like, seeing boobs on the big screen for the first time during that. Who was it that was in that flick? Whose boobs were those? Was it Deborah Winger? I never actually saw the movie. I think it was Deborah Winger, actually. And uh, Richard Gere. Was it? I think so, yeah. But yeah, I just remember being so weirded out sitting in the movie theater, seeing boobs in the big screen, and my mom and her boyfriend were like... Into it. Yeah, because they're sitting there watching a love scene. you got to know what happens then. I guarantee she fell for the popcorn trick that day. <laughs> She'll eat anything. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. That's the negative on the Ghost Rider, on the Flyby Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Maverick! Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Half fan dubs. I want butts. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Great song. This is so great when it first came out. Alright, Smokey Ninja says he was visiting his grandma when the uh, basic instinct came on HBO. And he goes, you want to talk about awkward and douche show? Imagine watching the opening scene of that flick with your grandmother. That was just Hot. creepy. Hot. By the way, someone sent us a picture and a car, and he goes, it's an 88, hold on a second, I'm going in my email, lf8wtks.com, 88 Lincoln. Ooh, nice. He says, you can have it. <laughs> That's what he says. He goes, you can have it. So I emailed him back. I'm like, really? We may have our hideout hoopty, my friend. It was that easy. Are we going to try to pimp it out a little bit too? Or are we going to leave it? No, I like you know, like you know, the no. real hoopties, where the body and everything is just crap, but it has some nice rims. No, because they're just going to get stolen. I say we hoopify it up even more. Base. You throw a little base in there, but I say we spray paint it. Like like we finally got the logo done, and we spray paint it, and we do a whole thing with it. I can dig that. We can go on uh, Angels Radio show on Saturday. Pimp it up. 5.40 a.m. 2 to 3 or something. Nice. I want to do that, man. 
I know the Shannon Burke Show's looking for their car, and I want a hideout hoopty. Absolutely. Just your crappiest car, just give it to us. We don't buy it. Just something you don't want anymore. Yeah, something that you want out of your yard. And then we can take it around to the events. We have to have a tow truck take it around to the events. That'd I like it. I don't even want it to run. <laughs> I want it where Chunks is pushing it to the events. I hope you lose that weight. Yeah. Your ass stomach. Dubs, I'm a little disappointed in you. Why is that? May I express this disappointment for one moment? Okay. You told me you were going to quit smoking. Yeah. You said, I'm going to quit smoking when we get to Orlando. And I'm like, all right, cool. Then we got down here to Orlando from D.C. And you said, I can't quit smoking now. I'm trying to get an apartment. Just once I get settled, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm not settled yet. You've been settled. No, I haven't. In your apartment for about three weeks. In fact, the one thing I constantly hear out of your mouth is how happy you are and how much you love it here. I do. Those but are, it doesn't mean I'm settled yet. Those are signs of someone who's settled. No. Dubs, I want you to quit smoking. For you. I know your mom apparently is immune to cancer between her sun tanning and her smoking habit. Yes, we are Teflon. But I don't want to lose you. This is an intervention. You must stop smoking. I'm going to next break. What, smoke or stop? Smoke. What can I do? Is there anything I can do to help you? Yes, Chunks. Yeah, Dubs, I'll put in a few more liners for you to give you more time. Hey, thank you. No, so you can enjoy that. it. Do not do not encourage the habit. I appreciate that. We even had it where in D.C., listeners would bring you cartons. Yes, that was what they would do. They'd bring me cartons of uh, cigarettes and Pepsi. Because that was your thing. Yeah, I don't drink Pepsi anymore. You um, just don't drink soda yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't drink that. Uh, but when I was, Pepsi was my drink of choice. All right, Chunks, I also hear you were going to quit smoking, but now you're smoking more than ever. Yeah, trying to lose some weight. This is going to help you. And didn't you have someone in your family die of cancer? Mm, not that I know of. No. We just tell him. Yeah, I guess I wasn't supposed yeah. to say anything. I got a call last break. Sorry. Why would they call you and not me? <laughs> they don't love you. Well, they don't want. They wanted someone uh, to break it to them easy, and they figured we'd be the best ones. Yeah. To tell you, if someone in your family died. Well, they mm-hmm. wanted to tell you, but they've also disowned you after seeing the pictures on the website from last night. Real Radio died a fan from the ass munching marathon between <laughs> you and number one. <laughs> and again, our apologies. We really didn't mean. There's no reason to put your tongue out in the pictures. I don't get that. Yeah. That's your own thing. All right, getting back to our uh, our hoopty, he says, yes, come and get it. Doesn't run right now. It needs a starter. I've been trying to sell it for the past three months. No one wants it. It's yours if you want it. How much does a starter cost, Dubs? Oh, that's fairly cheap. I mean, we could probably get it all done. I'm not going to do it. Come on, you're so great at fixing cars. It's not like we've got to put a belt another, on. I'll take another day off work for it. A, a good place you can look, Hefe, uh, Craigslist. Just put in free as your uh, free is the price limit, and you'll get some pretty crappy-ass cars. I mean, You think people definitely. just give us stuff? Yeah, a lot of them just give it away for free. Another one, I haven't used it, but I, I know some people that swear by it. It's freecycle.org. And Re- it's like, yeah, it's all free stuff. It's basically here. You want it? Take it. Yeah, get it out of here. Hmm. I have a feeling that's where we're going to get our furniture from. <laughs> yes. That's not bad, though. Yeah. Jeff Arena, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. Chunks, you need to start eating healthy. You need to come over here and eat this fruit salad. I tossed it myself. All right. <laughs> it's for you, Chunks. 
That was kind of funny. I'm glad you're enjoying that. You're getting hit on it, whereas we're on the air. Yeah. But getting back to you smoking, Dubs, yeah. and your disappointment, I worry because I've seen the way you fiend over a cigarette and the way occasionally you'll go digging through you know, the ashtrays outside, seeing if there's a little bit left on a cigarette so that you can get that, that puff, puff drag. And I think at some point you're going to turn into that guy in Louisiana, Arkansas, who's jumping out of a car to save a cigarette. I mean, how much the cigarettes was left? I, I think it's crazy if it was just, you know, maybe three or four hits left on it. But, you know, if you just lit it, hell. You know, because I know, you know, you know, you're, you're selling. Especially if it's the last one in the pack. And, you're selling... and you don't see a uh, 7-Eleven for a while to go grab yourself another pack. But I really genuinely worry that you're going to get to this point now, or that you're even that addicted. I'm addicted. Because I think about it, and I don't know if there's anything that I would jump out of a moving car. What was this? It was in Arkansas. He was smoking a cigarette. It blew out the window. He jumped out to retrieve it. The car was going between 55 and 60 miles an hour when he jumped out. And I can see this happening to you. And if the cancer's not going to get you, you jumping out of a car will. Well, let's do a test here. Uh, we'll drive in two separate cars, and I'll uh, have someone throw a cigarette out the window in mine, and we'll throw a Krispy Kreme out in yours, and see who jumps out first. I would I say you. I would not go diving for a Krispy Kreme. Even one of those hot, fresh ones, fluffy? All right, no. All right. My mouth's Flaky. watering. Flaky. My mouth's Blazed. watering. Stop. Damn it healthy would you jump out of the would you jump out of a moving car for money uh, that fast no what if it was a million dollars yes thousand dollars no five thousand no you'd have to go up seven figures for me to jump out of a 55 mile per hour car because the likelihood of you dying from that it's pretty high hundred thousand dollars no this cat didn't die he was just injured $100,000, think about that. No, $100,000 is not worth risking your life over. Half a million. No. I'm One million. Damn, man. How much did you jump out of a moving car for? Right now? Yeah. Ten grand. Really? Ten grand. Absolutely. Man, we need to set up like a PayPal and have everybody... If you could get $10,000, I'd jump out of a moving car 55 miles an hour. You wouldn't do it. No. I swear to Christ you, I would. You would build it all up, and then you would see how fast that really is, and you'd be like, you know, uh... Do I have to jump on the concrete? Yes. No. What do you mean? Where else are you going to jump? You're going down the... Where else are you going to be driving at 55 miles an hour? I hey. could jump... Could I at least try to make it over to, like, the grass? You could try all you like. They'll be driving in the middle of the road, though, per our instructions. Yeah, so, uh, right in the middle of I-4. This would be, like, the worst radio stunt ever. It would be all hyped up, and then everyone would show up. And then, you know what? I, I've changed my mind. I'd still, I can't do it. I'd do it for ten grand. No, Absolutely. Wouldn't. Can I keep five just for showing up? <laughs> no, I'd do it. Can I wear a helmet? No. This guy wasn't wearing a helmet. I want to at least wear a helmet. No. This is, uh, you know, a carbon copy of what this guy did for a cigarette. For ten grand? For ten grand. I'll do it. No helmet, no, you know, elbow or knee pads. Whatever. Just you and a cutoff and uh, tight white shorts. <laughs>
Yeah. Your normal Saturday wear. Hideout hotline. Who is this? Hey, it's Tony. I'm still trying to cover this in. I heard you talking and speaking. You smoking up there? Nope. Eating Krispy Kreme all over the place? No, we're not, we're not smoking or eating Krispy Kreme. We're talking about smoking and Krispy Kreme. Is it, who, is a hi, who is this? It's Tony. Tony who? Tony the hideout sexy engineer. You know that. I told you I was coming upstairs two hours ago. Because you're getting all blood all over the console, now you're gonna jump off the building and splat all over him? Who do you think I clean it up? My fat ass. I'm trying to get up the steps and beat your ass. What do you want? I tell you, you're smoking, eating Krispy Kremes, I know you're it. not! Beat it! Goddamn Snuffleupagus. Chris. Chris, you there? Hey, Chris. I'm here. What's up, dude? Hey, I got ten grand, and I got a car that'll get you to 55. You jump out of it, it's yours. You seriously have ten thousand dollars? You'll give me. I got ten grand. All right. You know, honestly, I'll tell you this, Dubs. You think I'm playing? I will put this to Catherine. If Catherine says I can jump out of a moving car, you know she's not going to say you can. Uh, oh, if she... That's his loophole to get out. of Yes, it's exactly. Not. I have to clear it through the lawyers. No, Hold you on. don't. Get Chris's a... in... get Chris's information. That's something you can do on your uh, your your your, your uh, weekend time. You what? don't have to tie it to the station. Why would I do that? Why wouldn't I do this for the show? This would be amazing publicity. We block off I four. We get camera crews out there. We get the car going fifty five miles an hour, and I jump out of it. And as soon as I stand up, he hands me $10,000 cash. You aren't going to be able to stand up because you're going to break your neck and your leg. I'm made of steel, sucker. Steel. All right, let's take a break. I think that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. I'm made of steel, sucker. Losing money. Anybody <laughs> else want to throw another ten grand on there? I'll do it twice. <laughs> You know what? I might pitch in like a grand if I can just push you. Please, like you have that much. I don't. I really don't. In fact, you have to buy tickets to even show up. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Oh, man. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back to the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Half and dubs. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 or star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Our buddy uh, Judd from SBKLive.com is like, dude, the original Man of Steel got paralyzed riding the horse. You want to jump out of a car going 65? No. Jumping out of a car going 55. There's a difference. Absolutely. Derek, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Yeah, I think you guys should like get the $10,000, like put it in like a black trash bag or something, and then throw it out the door as he is jumping out. As I'm jumping out? I'm telling you. Try to catch it. Yeah, you can try to get it. Or just, like, put it in a spot on the side of the road and, like, have him jump out and try to get it. I would do it. They do it in the movies all the time. Those are stuntmen, and they have uh, special effects to make the car look like it's going faster than it actually is. Really? Yeah. You don't think that all those things in the movies are real. You mean uh, you didn't think in Independence Day they actually blew up the White House? Keanu Reeves can actually dodge bullets. No, he can't. <sighs> You've been living a lie, my friend. You're blowing my mind here. Maybe I can't do this. But well, now you have to try. You've thrown it out there for ten grand. Ten grand and a uh, go ahead by the Clear Channel lawyers. I'm doing it. Nowhere fast. You're in the hideout on Row Radio. What do you got? Hey. Hey, um, I jumped out of a car today doing 25, man, and, like, my feet hit the ground, I just rolled, dude, and my elbow's all screwed up. 
You're going to die. Thank you for your uh, words of encouragement. He was only going 25. Wussy. He sounded like he was a baby. Like what do he, you sound like? Like he was seven. All right, let me ask you this. So you wouldn't jump out of a car for more than a million dollars? No. For less than a million. Or for less than a million. What if Sadie Lou jumped out of the car? I would stop the car, put it in park, and go find her. But you wouldn't go jump after your kitty cat? No. I would, I would park it and then get out. I would press the thing called the brake, slow down. What if it was your Journey Greatest Hit CD? Well, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't let Wheel in the Sky get away from me. You got me there. Thank you. I knew I did. I'm telling you, ten grand, it's happening. You know how much ten grand is? Yes, it's ten grand. It's uh, ten thousand. That's a year's salary, my friend. It really is. It's take home. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm not a guy who gets all wrapped up in taxes because I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't mind paying taxes. Even though sometimes I guess it kind of feels like you're getting screwed. Eh, you got to. What am I going to do? That's the way I feel I contribute to the society is by paying taxes. You know? But sometimes you look at how much you make and how much you're actually taking home. Yeah, how much you could be taking home, how much more you could have. Yeah. And he's like, wow. Now, would you rather that they just charged more for stuff, but you had to take home more? Like if they raised every other tax, but you got to keep everything? Isn't that what the flat tax is? Or is that or is that just like the sales tax where they did away with the income tax? Yeah. Because they don't have income tax here. Or at least not state income tax. Yeah, but you saw federal. Feds are always trying to get you, man. And then you see Tom DeLay getting out there, doing his thing. You know what we need to do? I'm not kidding. I'd run. I you would... should start running. I mean, you're getting a lot of shape. No, for public office. Oh. Well, I mean, that would be good, too. Anything with running with you, I, I'm, I'm in favor of. Why are you calling me an animal? No, I'm just saying uh, it would be nice to see you get in shape. Like a big, fat hippopotamus. Man, I'm trying to. I'm doing a new thing today. Yeah, what are you doing? I walked to the gym now. You walked? Mm-hmm. Why don't you run? I can't. Why? Because i got a backpack full of goodies. What kind of goodies? You have chocolate bars to eat while you're on the treadmill? Well, no, I got uh, an apple, a sandwich... Why do you need that to go work out? Why don't you go eat before you work out or when you go home? A granola bar and Gatorade. Why do you need all that to go work out? All you need is the water fountain next to you. And a water. gallon of water. Because I'm there for like three hours. So? What, three hours you need all that food? I'm expecting... You are are completely uh, just destroying what you're going there for. You have a sandwich. What the hell are you there for three hours for? Because I shoot some hoops and lift some weights and do 45 minutes worth of cardio and I shoot some more hoops. I'm in and out in then 45 he, minutes. Then he eats. I got yeah, and then I got stop for snack time. There's no snack time when you're working out. There is for me. You're the only one. It is odd though. People do look at me funny when I sit down on the uh, on the bench press and like start eating my sandwich. You actually sit on the bench press and eat. 
Well, I feel like you're, gonna... you're, what are you saying? You're doing curls? I feel like I'm going to pass out. From what? Working out that from hard. From eating that much? From being there for three hours? No, just from working out that hard. From the smell of sweat for three hours because you're only supposed to be in there for hour 15 tops? If you're actually working out? Well, there's always talking to to my buddies. What do you talk about? Man, I just had a great apple. I just ate a great piece of food. No, I talk about what we're going to eat for dinner. Everything. You saying that's my problem? Yes, you shouldn't be eating while you're working out. You shouldn't have a mouthful of food while you're doing your bench press. I remember this one time I was choking on a piece of apple when I was doing curls, and I had to actually cough up the apple. That was embarrassing. I, I imagine him in there, you know, doing bench presses with, like, a Twix in his mouth like it's a cigar. You can't do that because it melts. You it's, tried, though. Yeah, it'll melt, and like, you'll have the chocolate going down your chin, and it looks like you were doing something out of intern number one's porn collection. Have you ever seen anyone fall off the treadmill? My girlfriend almost did the other day. Really? Yeah. I was I was next to this one guy who was running. He was running real fast, and then the side of his foot hit, like, the Ooh. stationary part on the side, and he just went, he, he fell on his ass, and it shot him backwards, and he hit the machine behind us. God I damn. You, I tripped once, and I was trying to get grab my Gatorade from down, because um, I need some Gatorade to refuel. You're really gay. Why? What does that mean? Were you listening to your iPod at the same time? <laughs> yeah, I was, actually. I was listening to some new metal, working out hard. All right, so I guess that's my problem, eating... Yes. Eat. Have one meal before you go or uh, when you get back. Okay. All right, maybe I'll. Maybe that'll help me. Because I'm at 221 right now. I need to get down to 185. Is this what you listen to while you're on the treadmill? Doing your aerobics class. <laughs> I prefer when you're, when you're jazzercising. I prefer Pilates. We'll take a break and we'll come back to Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the hideout. You've <laughs> <laughs> playing. FAA Dubs, Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, or Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Dude, I uh, did you hear? North Korea is not going to rule out preemptive attacks. On us? I guess just period. <laughs> um, they say that they're willing to return to the nuclear uh, bargaining table but poured out more anti-American rhetoric, something they've actually done before when entering into these negotiations, claiming that Washington's hostile politics, quote-unquote, have led them to develop the nuclear weapons as a deterrent and a warning against any attack to dislodge its leadership. Did we do this to ourselves? Did we really, were we not thinking about this whole war in Iraq and the whole idea of, all right, we did a preemptive attack? Now we can't really blame other people when they do it? Now that they say that they're going to be a preemptive attack, did we did we do this? Did it's we... kind of odd when uh, you know communist countries start thinking like us. You know, yeah, it's now time for us. I see you over there with your corporations eyeing our people and our cheap labor. You know, telling us that we can't have uh, you know these weapons. But let me ask you this too. At the same time, J Dubs. Yeah. When is it ever good to do a preemptive attack? Could, I mean, could you imagine if you were walking down the halls 
at Fowlerville High School, and you heard whispers that so-and-so was going to beat your ass, so you went over to his locker and then just punched him in the throat? I mean, wouldn't you get in a lot of trouble? Is that is a preemptive attack acceptable at that point? I think that's even uh, more acceptable than what we've done, you know? I, at least you're hearing that they're going to kick your ass, you know? <laughs> there are rumors. There's intelligence from Billy. And Billy's trustworthy. Billy doesn't have any ties. No, not at all. And the other thing about this, too, it look, and it just reminds me about this war that we've got going on right now in Iraq, specifically Iraq. And more and more you look at this, and this is just a question I want people to ponder, because I don't even know if I want to answer it. But are our troops, our buddies, our friends, our brothers, our sisters, our fathers, our dads, are they in Iraq to pave the way for U.S. corporations? Just think about all the motivations. Just think about that. And are our troops serving as bricklayers, if you will, to the road of more opportunity for corporations? I'll tell you one thing. The guys over there legitimately believe in what they're doing over there, and they legitimately believe that it is for uh, our safety over here. Mm-hmm. I don't know the, uh, the exact uh, motivation behind it. But all I know is that when the guys over there, they think that they are over there to help out. And God bless them, and, you know, all the best, and I want every single one of them to come back, you know. But just looking specifically at Iraq, yeah, is it wrong to even ask that question? No, it's never wrong to ask that question. That's what we're here for, is to make sure we ask these questions. Now, Hefe, did you uh, did you ever see that video of the bus driver uh, jumping over the seat and attacking the two boys? Okay. Did you get a chance to see that? I was in D.C. Uh, watching this in my hotel room, and I did see it. One of the funniest damn videos ever. Now, this happened here in Florida, right? Yeah. Now, the mother of one of the two boys uh, is uh, actually really mad right now because the substitute bus driver that did the attacking, he's only getting charged with a misdemeanor, and... The boys are being charged with felony. So she's very upset that the boys are being charged with a higher charge than the substitute bus driver who turned around and attacked oh, the kids. She should be charged with bad hair. Because I don't know if you saw her on the morning television show. She was on, like, Today or the uh, CNN one. or good. I forget what, forget which one she was on. But I believe it was yesterday morning. I saw it before I went to the airport. And she's on television with her lawyer with her T's hair. Um, really saying nothing. But my question is, why is it that, why are children just animals right now? Oh, they can get away with whatever they want because the parents, they, they see it as an opportunity of putting their kids out there, having them behave poorly, and then that gives them a chance to sue whoever sets them straight. I mean, if you, if you or I, let me ask you honestly, if you or I have been one of those kids who got their ass, you know, beaten by, the bus driver, which apparently it seemed like they deserved. I don't know, yeah. but it seemed From like... From what I saw, it looked like you know it was a deserved punishment. Is your mom going to go on television? Would she go on television to talk about it? Uh, you know, maybe. Not not in that way, though. She would talk about how, yeah, he deserved to get his ass kicked. Right. You know, uh, when, I, when he came home, we reenacted the whole thing. He sat on the couch, and I jumped over it and punched him across the face. Because I know for a fact my mama not only would not have gone on television, but I would have not been able to show up to school for the next two weeks 
because of the belt lashings all over me. You know, the my, chancla lashings. My mom probably wouldn't go on the television personally, but she would probably videotape the beating that was, you know, that she gave gave me kind of reenactment. They could have showed it like, you know, side to side. Did you feel bad at all for the kids? No, not at all. Especially at the end when uh, they're screaming at the guy, "You're going to jail. You're going to be going to jail." It's like, you know what, you're still mouthing off after you got your ass kicked. All right, kids are becoming animals, and I honestly believe it's because we're babying to them too much. Uh, point in case, after the record-shattering weekend for Star Wars Episode Three: The Revenge of the Sith, an advocacy group called the Dove Foundation is asking Burger King to stop the tie-in of its kid meals because the film is rated PG-13. When is it going to stop? So they, they won't allow Darth Vader or Anakin or anybody on their kids' meals. Well, at least Dove doesn't want them to because the movie's PG-13. Exactly. Now, have you seen any of the commercials that they have going on for uh, Star Wars with Burger King? I saw one today, and I still don't understand the Burger King uh, King guy with the big mask. I still like it, though. I love it, but I don't understand it. I don't understand who had the idea. Uh, the the thing was that Darth Vader was walking down this hall and he came into a room and both of them were just uh, both the King and Darth Vader were face to face breathing heavily. What? And that was the end of the commercial. Nothing happened except for that in the whole commercial. It made me chuckle, but I don't really get it yet. I don't understand why the loons are running this country right now and why they're saying uh, we can't have a tie-in with Revenge of the Sith in your kids' meal because it's PG-13 and the kids' meals target kids under 13. It's not like it's a an evil movie. No, it's not an evil movie. There's nothing... I mean, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. And maybe that's why they should be upset about it because they're pushing a bad movie. But the whole thing is that, you know, if the parents don't want the kids to have that kids' meal with the uh, Star Wars on it, don't take your kids to get the Star Wars toy. Now, here's the thing, Dubs. i got something else for you. Because the kids can go to the Star Wars movie with their parents. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, so. That's what you're supposed to do. Dubs, your cat. Mm-hmm. Sadie Lou. Yeah. Precious cat. Yeah. You love it? Love it. How about we get involved with the show? How so? I got an idea for a stunt. A young cat is safe after somehow traveling nearly 1,000 miles. The cat was still wearing its collar and rabies tag when it showed up in an apartment earlier this month Somehow went from Wyoming to California. The owners got I a call. My new hero. The, co- the owners got a call two days after it disappeared. What do you think about this? I think the cat is a hobo. How about we put your cat on a train and just give it a whole new family? No. And the reason I'm saying no is because my cat has been trying to run out uh, ever since we've got here, and I've been chasing her down uh, all all week. The last actually few weeks, and I can't be a day without her, let alone, you know, what have her you travel a thousand miles and hopefully she comes back. What would you do if, say, you little your cat ran away? I would definitely cry. Like a baby. What would you do if I took it and bought it a ticket on Amtrak? <laughs> you can go with me on the auto train. It's a I, she. A she. What if I put it underneath the auto train? I'd kick your ass. <laughs> You would definitely get a beat down. Just one of the steel wheels. No. How about we do this? You would uh, you would endure the same fate. How about we see if your precious cat, which you say is so special, mm-hmm. can survive being thrown out of the car at 50 miles in, 55 miles an hour? <laughs> if you give her $10,000. <laughs>
<laughs> How about if I give you $10,000? No, it has to go to her for her to buy uh, catnip and other cat toys. 407-916-1041. My guarantee she would land on her feet. Triple eight nine six. Don't. I'll do it for ten bucks. No, no. I. You need to give me ten thousand dollars to buy her. You know, a new cat bracelet. I got twelve right here. Have You got twelve dollars? Yep. Hold on a second. Let's see how much money I have in my pocket. How about for all the money in my pocket? No. Ten thousand dollars. I got four. No. Four thousand. No, four dollars. Not gonna. I can't buy my cat's life. We could buy you a new cat. No. I just want to throw yours out of a car, fifty-five miles an hour, and see what happens. Ten thousand dollars. All right. I'd rather do this. I don't even think we have to run this past the lawyers. I wouldn't want this for an on-air stunt. I say we do this in a dirt road somewhere east of here. This is gonna be fun. What? Just you and me in a video camera. Throwing my cat out the window? The Sadie Lou car challenge. For $10,000, yes, so I can buy her a new cat dress. It's the Hideout Real Radio, 104.1. Obviously, some people didn't learn how to read. Welcome back into the Hideout. Even though they got a six-year, six-and-a-half-year degree from... George Mason. You know what? I want you. I want this playing under every read you do, Chunks. This is your bed music. From now on, Trill Radio 104.1, Hefe, Dubs, Chunks, uh, manning the talk and roll controls. Bateman is our producer, interns number one and number two, doing something. And uh, Deuce Chill Derona stopped by. How you doing, buddy? All right. How about yourself? Outstanding. Good to see you, my friend. Good seeing you. Um, so I flew to D.C. over the weekend. Yeah. And I'm flying back, and I got a I got a, again a window seat. So I'm sitting in the window, and we talked about this a little bit last night, just how freaky it is. There's only, you know, about six to eight inches keeping you from flying out into the atmosphere. But I think the other reason I was kind of feeling so claustrophobic is that in the middle seat was this really large guy. Really, and uh, that makes you a little well. Two large guys sitting next to each other. You, okay, you kind of not that big. You kind of feel like, hey, this could tip at any time. I'm not that big. Were you guys right on the wing too? No. Did, did they both? They movie both? No. <laughs> hmm. It was a large plane, but he was he was a guy who was big enough who probably needed to buy a second seat. Really? Like you think <laughs> maybe like three fifty? Probably. Now, here's the thing. I'm not what you would call a fattest. I'm not, I don't discriminate against fat people. What are you talking about? You make fun of me all the time. Yeah, but you have big man boobs, and that's yeah, it's different. Not, it's not fat, it's uh, freaky. And you have an ass stomach, but that's different. I'm talking about uh, people who are like more morbidly obese. So, I, but I'm just saying, I remember watching, have you ever seen that show Airline? With, um, where, yeah, I've, I've uh, watched uh, very little of it, but it's it's a pretty funny show. Where it's Southwest Airlines, and this guy was pissed off that he was going to have to buy another seat to get home. And he's like, well, I don't have the money to buy another seat. And they're like, well, you got to buy another seat. You're that big. And it just always surprises me that people that big are surprised that they got to take that extra step. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, it's kind of um, it's kind of rough when you think about it, because a lot of people, they they don't know they're that big because they're, everybody around them says, no, you aren't that fat. You're big. You're definitely big, but you aren't that fat. Because uh, luckily I have you to keep me in check. Yeah. Even yeah. when I don't think it's warranted. I mean, uh, you're a fat bastard. What can I say? No, but I mean, sometimes you take it over the top. Like when? When I'm well, just like a second ago, like two seconds ago. But you understand what I'm saying? It was like because there's this woman, 407 pounds, and she was referred to the Bronx Zoo for an MRI. <laughs> <laughs> And she goes, it's, it's, Do you think it was just some prick doctor saying, hey, why don't you just take your ass to the zoo? I prick mean, show. maybe. But she goes, it's humiliating. I was told... <laughs> yeah, if, no duh. I was told if elephants and hippos need MRIs, <laughs> they have the equipment at the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just some... <laughs> just some ass. It was like I was an animal. Uh, she ends up telling the New York Post, apparently she has this excruciating pain in her back and legs. And don't worry about it. They'll hose you down right afterwards. <laughs> but I just... <laughs> They'll feed you, you know, fresh fish. <laughs> I just... Stop. I just find it shocking that... I mean, there are even a lot of people, too. Maybe, like, shorter people. They're shocked when they can't get on rides at, uh, at Universal, you know? Or ugly people who, you know... Don't do well at the bar. <laughs> yeah, like Chunks. He's always surprised that yeah. he's not getting laid. It's like, dude, look at you. Look in the mirror. And it's like, how could you be that surprised? That no chick wants to sleep with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm I'm not that, that bad looking. Yeah, you are. And you, yeah, you got to stop lying to yourself. In fact, I'll tell you this. We did an intervention with Chunks. We told him, dude, you were too big to be wearing medium shirts. So what does he do? He gets uh, you know some new clothes this past weekend, which is great. But he comes back with more medium shirts, brand new medium shirts. Has he worn the shirt that I gave to him yet? I think it's still in the office. That's messed up, Chunks. I didn't know it was in there. My hard-earned cash, and I give you a shirt, and you don't even wear it. He buys you an extra-large polo shirt. Really? Yes. It's a nice white Tommy shirt. I or is it polo? It's whatever. Oh, yeah. It's a nice shirt. I didn't see it, but thank you. He said it was ugly, and that's why he's not wearing it. He hmm. said if, if Daron asked, say I didn't know it was there. I ain't denying it. <laughs> well, then you're not going to get another shirt. Yeah, you aren't going to get any more presents. From anyone. Ever. Again. Wow. wow. When was the last time you, uh, when was the last time you got laid? Two and a half years ago. We've been over this. It almost seems like we're coming up on three years. Yeah, it has to be now. I mean... Wasn't it in the summer? Damn it. Has yeah. It been, has it been three years since you've had sex? Just about? Yeah. It's getting close. Try wearing the shirt, buddy. I it'll think, help. I think it'll be actually... Uh, I think it's September, so I'm not in that bad. It's not three years yet. So it's two and three quarters years. Yeah, I mean, but we don't need to split hairs. Now, when Chunks came back yesterday with all those medium shirts, we, we told them, hey... If you're going to wear a medium buttoned-up shirt, you got to wear it unbuttoned and with a uh, shirt underneath it, which he did today because he said he only bought one medium shirt that he wore yesterday, but he comes in with another shirt today, and it's another medium. It still doesn't look right on him. It fits well on me. It does not. Button that up and come out in here. All right. Because you know what the problem is? I'll be honest with you. It's not that it's unbuttoned. 
It's that it's all tight like around your armpits. Yeah. And it's too short. It's not even doesn't even go past his waist. <laughs> it, doesn't. it doesn't go past his waist. It's like he's wearing a belly shirt. It's a it's a medium shirt. It's for young men. It's not for some fat old guy. Recent college graduate at the age of twenty six. Button it up. Alright, it's not gonna button. <laughs> and do you really you know what? Derome brings up the best point of all. Look at that. Why yeah, is he, it's why, even why too so short. To me? I don't know why he's standing so close to you. Maybe he wants to do another ass-munching marathon. Top button, too. Do the top button. Uh, you know what the problem is? It doesn't fit him. That's the problem. It Look how short it is on you. Jerome is right, the fact that it's so short. Now, here's the test. Chunks, put your hands directly over your head like you're doing Superman. <laughs> Come on. I see your ass. Oh, wait, no, that's your stomach. It's not that fat. Oh. Well, I think it looked all right. That's why I bought it. Buy a large or extra large. Dubs, that's a great test. You put your hands over your head, and if you can see some of your ass stomach, you're in trouble. <laughs> you can see your love handles. You can see everything right now. No, but you know. It's like you're mooning all three of us at the same time, <laughs> but with different asses. I, I didn't think of doing this test before, but it's Why not wouldn't that you? bad. It's, it's way too small, man. Far too small. You think so? Yes. Chris, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. Hey, Chris. Gentlemen, good evening. What's up? Dude, if the lady has pain in her back and legs, it's because she's 400 freaking pounds. Yeah. yeah that's the I other don't think you need an MRI to tell you that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... On the same note, the uh, radio code for large people at Universal is an 1182. Stop. And I wouldn't be surprised if there is one. Man, you know what? There was a time, dude, where I was big enough where, and actually I can even, it just happened last time we were at Universal. I couldn't fit snugly into those chairs on the rides. Like, I, I was like. You were getting kind of. Uh, I felt pinched. Squeezed. Yeah. Yeah. See, sometimes it takes like a sign for you to realize that you actually have gotten overweight. Well, here's my thing. When I was, uh, when I put on a lot of weight, I w- it was last summer, and I went home, and my dad's wife says, "Wow, you've gotten big," and I was like, "Geez." Can I, I tell you how many times I've heard that in my life? And my dad telling me what happened to your neck. And you know, you you don't get it from the people always around you because you, they see you put on the weight gradually. Yeah, no, absolutely. In fact, there was another time, too, when I had gotten to my biggest, which was about 289. I got up to 289. And what, you're 5'4"? Five, 5'9". Five, hmm. And I was I was lying in bed. I had walked, It was in Ann Arbor, and I had walked up my stairs to go to bed. And I'm lying there in bed, and I'm just breathing insanely heavy from walking up the stairs. <laughs> and I was just like... I'm 20, at the time I was like 22 years old. I'm like 22, 23 years old, and I'm breathing this heavy from walking up the stairs, and I fear if I'm going to wake up in the morning. Do you have any of your fat pictures? No. I would love to see you again when you're fat. Just so I can do a, because I don't think I fully appreciate how much uh, weight you've lost. I don't think you do either. Because I remember you being really fat, but I've seen you the whole way through of losing the weight. I would love to see a picture of you that fat again. All right, buddy Matt Albert, who's six foot five, four hundred and eighty pounds. He goes, "It sucks. I'm too fat to ride roller coasters, and it sucks because I just started to like them, and then I hit that fat wall." 
where you could no longer get on the roller coaster. Wow. The, the first sign that you're getting fat, and this happened to me, is when you're walking and your thighs are rubbing together. Oh, yeah, and you get the uh, the rash. Cause the that's, that's when I noticed I was getting fat. I've had that since, I don't know, seventh grade. You don't have that now. Yeah, I do. You I walk and your thighs rub together. Well, you should mm-hmm. see how he walks. He walks very odd. I do. Yeah. I was even told that by my personal trainer. Oh, Isn't it messing with your ankles? No, my Achilles heel, I think. I think it's screwing my Achilles heel. Seabass, you're in the hide Adam Row Radio. Yeah, I wanted to ask Chunks, is that three years counting all that hot, steamy gay man sex? That three years of abstinence, does that include the gay sex? Yes. Because I've never had gay sex. Now, wait a second. Now, are you on the verge of four years since you've had sober sex? Yeah, but that doesn't count, man. You know, it's all the same thing. The parts go the same places. Doesn't well, matter if you're sober or not. But it's about the state of mind. Yeah. When do you think was... I think you could be prosecuted for the last time you had sex. When do you think was the last time a chick has seen your, uh, your junk? Ah, uh, probably... Over a year or so ago. When when was that? What happened there? Well, I, she stopped. <laughs> Could she stop talking to me shortly after that? After she saw it? Yes. Why'd she stop? Because you were doing like penis puppetry or what? I guess I guess so. I guess it was a little on the wee side or something. Were you making know. a talk? Hey, I like men. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. I wish you were a dude. What? Where's your penis? <laughs> Why can't you be hairier? I don't. I don't understand this. this we were talking about. This Let me is... give you a crew cut. <laughs> I'll be into you then. <laughs> What's with the grunting? Because I'm not gay. Did you fly in from Holly Rock this weekend? <laughs> Neanderthal. <sighs> I'm... So that that year ago that she did see it, did anything come after that? Or was no. that the end of it? Don't be so graphic. All right, I'm dumping it because that was just so raw. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it. I, didn't, I, 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 didn't mean I, I like know that. you did. That's not your fault, but Dubs alluded that. Well, afterwards. you can try to rephrase my question then. Hey, uh, when uh, when the person saw it, because I don't know if it was a chick or a dude, when the person saw <laughs> it, that... did it go any further than her just looking at it, or did it end right there? Well, you know, you kind of look at them and they give you, you know, they try and fake like, oh, wow. But you can really kind of tell they're like, uh. Was that the end of it then, right there? Right when you took your pants off? Pretty much. I mean, not really the end. She kind of faked around a little bit and then just kind of faded, faded faked off. Faked around a little. Yeah. Faked around. What is that? Mean? I don't even know what that, I don't even want to know. She tried, you know, she tried at least putting on a good show like, yeah, I'm going to at least make you feel like you're not really such a pathetic, <laughs> disgusting ass, but then just kind of gave up. On it. it, actually, quite embarrassing. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too happy about it either. You know, I know, Tommy. All right. You got any prospects in uh, Central Florida? Because you said when you got to Central Florida, you were gonna have a lot of sex. He was saving it. Remember? You think? You think anybody's gonna touch it out here? He could show it to intern number one or two. What, Darone, Number only one. time you talk is when they're making fun of me. Only time. First of quick. All, first of all, we can't show it to number two because she's a chick, and that would be like sexual harassment or something. Yes, number two. I want to see it, though. Well, we can't let you. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'll get canned. Yeah, although... Well... <laughs> now you just gave us a reason to have her see it. And uh, I think we says canned. 
think it's the color dudes. Is that with number one? You get canned by number one if you show it to number two? <laughs> Take a break and come back. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, Half Fan Dubs. You're supposed to be joined by Chubby Checker. Yeah? Nice. Yeah, at some point. i got to get actually... Bateman, do you, I think you have the email. See if you um, look at it from Billy the Phone Freak and see if you can get it to the uh, chunks back there, or number one or number two, to make the phone call. I know Daron is really excited about talking to Chubby Checker. So. I think Daron does the interview. Yeah. If you guys want. Yeah. I think it would be great if you were to interview Chubby Checker. Uh, since you are such a big fan. God, he had so many hits. I know. What was your favorite? Uh, that, no, I'm talking to Daron here. Oh, my bad. It's really hard for me to decide which my favorite one was. I like them all so much. Hmm. I say the twist, the re-release in 61. That was probably my favorite. Yeah, or maybe I remember when that came out. Or maybe Let's Twist Again. Any one of those, I think, would be a blast. 407 star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. Um, Dub's still a lot to get to this evening. Did you have anything when you were growing up? Like when you got real big and you got fat because we were talking about that 407-pound New York woman referred to the Bronx Zoo for an MRI? Well, I mean, I had like the little nicknames I was called. I was Jelly Roll Johnson. That was the big one. You know, in, in football. Hey, Jelly Roll. And even the even the coaches would call me that. Take a lap, Jelly Roll. So I'd have to run while everybody's yelling at me, Jelly Roll. Um, Now, the other thing, too, though, whenever you were growing up on the football team, mm-hmm. did you get that big X on the back of your helmet that you wouldn't have to carry the ball? We didn't have an X. We had a big red dot. So, I mean, it was basically the same thing, same premise. But, yeah, we had the big red dot, and uh, you couldn't carry the ball then. And if if you ever, like, uh, for some reason recovered a fumble or got an interception, you had to drop right there. I did never understand that. Did they figure it'd be because you were, like, you're going to be, like, the refrigerator prairie and they couldn't yeah, bring they, you down? Yeah, they didn't want, like, uh, to get the biggest guy out there and have him, you know, be the running back. And all the kids are just jumping on his back like it's uh, King Kong out there. Right. I always felt bad, too, because I was playing for the Bengals, uh, North Dallas Football League, growing up when I was uh, in the age of, like, 10 or 11. Wow. Congratulations. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a guard. Oh, wow. Yeah. And defensive tackle. But one of the worst things was that Saturday morning, getting on that scale. Yep. Every and, weekend, had to weigh in. And I'm like, all right, come on already. Can you just... I know I'm overweight. Put the red dot on. And why do you have to retape the black axe? It's already there. There's no need to put another one on top of it. So by the end of the season, I had 12, 13 layers of this black tape on the back of my helmet. That you had to pick off. Yeah. And they couldn't and they wouldn't allow it. You see, we only had one red dot and they kept it on there. And if you, uh, if you, uh, for some reason drop below weight, you would get a new helmet. Really? Yeah. Damn, man. Do you ever think that maybe you screwed up and you played the wrong sport growing up? 
No, I always I, I always like playing football. Football was my favorite one. You don't think, like, looking at you, that maybe if you had gone with something like baseball with your size? Not back then, because I was so uncoordinated, I would never be able to hit a ball. What about hockey? Hockey, we didn't have a team at our school. So uh, if you In want, Michigan, they didn't have a hockey team? Not, in our, not at our school. So if you wanted to play, you had to play for Pickney, which was uh, about two, uh, two towns over. Oh, wow. Sorry. So, He's speaking of two towns over, I saw something in the USA Today over the weekend. Howell, Michigan. That's one town over. That's my. Uh, that's our neighbors. That's like, what, 10 miles? Not even that. Big auction from the Grand Wizard of the KKK, auctioning off all his stuff. Damn it. I will have flown back by now. Were, <laughs> they, were they doing it over at his house or something? They just had, they had people gathered... And some of them were white supremacists, and others were, you know, um, collectors like from the black community who wanted some of this stuff. But yeah, to kind of keep it alive, just to hey, remember, I say everything sold for about under fifty bucks, except for two of the black robes, Grand Wizard black robes. How much did those go for? About six grand. Wow. Now, uh, how to, ma- to a well-known <laughs> white supremacist in Michigan. Now, I wonder how many of those uh, black lawn jockey uh, statues were sold. You know what? Because for some reason, every person in that town uh, that was in the KKK had those on their lawn. Right. And a big collection of them. I remember going to a party in high school, mm-hmm. and someone had one of those. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to tell you what they called them there. I I know what they called them. I don't stop. What? I don't. We don't even need to go over it. Educational. Stop it. And I was actually, and I was there with a buddy. It was a best friend of mine, and it was like his cousin's house. It was a real ritzy place in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I was actually dating a black chick at the time. And so we go over, and that thing's sitting in the living room. And it, and we're all kind of like sitting around, and then we finally notice what's there in the corner. And it was just so uncomfortable and so awkward. And people just start looking at me, and then looking at my chick at the time. And it was were you, just, well, were you holding a lantern? No. That's why they're looking at you. <laughs> what? You know how they... All right. Whatever. What is it about you and your mid-Michigan ties? That you know everything about. Yes, I do. Were you wearing a red and white ball cap? Stop. That's just not even funny. What? It's not. You're talking about the factual thing. I saw it. That doesn't mean you had to ask. Now I'm offended by you. Whatever. Sit there and be offended all you like. It's not going to ruin my night. I'm going to sleep fine. And that's what worries me. And that's what worries me about this country. We'll take a break. We'll come back. No sense of guilt. It's a hideout, Row Radio. I didn't have one. Why should I be guilty? You know all about it. So they were sitting on every lawn in Fowlerville. Oh, I'm sure it was mysteriously missing from your house on Hibbert Street. It's a hideout, Row Radio 104.1. <laughs> Welcome back into the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. We're jamming. Rocking. We're rocking to the loud music. We love it. Coming up this Thursday, the Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Tampa, the legendary Chubby Checker joining us in the hideout right now. How are you? Hey, we're doing just fine. Got a whole room full of people on the stage. We're 
We're sweating. We're nasty. <laughs> we're having a great time. You just got off stage, didn't you? Where, where were you performing tonight? Well, I did at the Hard Rock here. Oh, you're still at the Hard Rock. Okay, so it's, you're, just, you're there now, it's then. Off, and we're coming to see you on Thursday. You better be there. Absolutely. You are, first of all, just absolutely legendary, Mr. Uh, can I call you Chubby? Do I call you Chubby Checker? Do I call you Mr. Checker? What do we do? Cut out the Mr. stuff. You, I won't be a rock and roll singer you start doing that. <laughs> just, just call me Chubby. Now, you you got the, you got to start at 14, right? I mean, what was that like, doing doing all that stuff at that such an early age? And, you know, then, doing what? The, doing, doing the rock and roll at the age of 14. I mean, what was it like getting started that early and being such a, you know... Just... You know, I never thought about that so much because, you know, I, was, I, wanted, I wanted to be a performer so bad. I wanted to be on stage and, and make rock and roll music so bad. It never even crossed my mind. I just wanted very much to be a singer and to be almost 18 years old and have all that fame and success. It was just, you know, I, I didn't know what to say because it was happening to me. But you got to understand that... Dancing in, in the rock and roll, dancing for rock and roll, we changed that forever. It sounds like we're cutting out like we got a bad connection. Chubby, you there? Well, let me go. Let me get, let me go outside a little bit. All right, that's, is, that, is that better? Yeah, that's yeah, it's better. definitely better. Thank you. Now, but much better. I'm a little outside. You know, we, 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 we changed we changed dancing to rock and roll, rock, pop, and hip hop forever. And uh, now, what was that like, though, at that point when you're when you're doing that changing? I mean, was there like in the times? It seems like the times probably weren't so accepting. I mean, what kind of troubles did you run into when you're going town to town? You're doing this new kind of music. You're, you, you know, you're, you're changing things up. You're, you're you're shaking up the status quo. I mean, did you come to a lot of you know opposition when you're going from town to town performing? You know, Chubby Checker, everything about Chubby Checker and his life has been opposition because we're the first people to do everything. We're the first people to do everything. And when you're the first, you always have trouble. But, you know, it was almost like the wild ones. Remember that movie, The Wild Ones? Right. Yes, yes, definitely. And remember that movie? And, and remember Rebel Without a Cause? Of course. Well, that's what it was like. And and dancing the way people were dancing, it was it was just not the thing to do. Rock and roll was bad enough, and then all of a sudden we come along with yeah, with freestyle dancing, yeah. where you can actually exploit your sexuality in front of your partner while fully being dressed. That's quite something incredible. I just can't imagine what it was like for all those like just the very stuck up, the stuffy people of that time in the, in our society in our nation's history. But, you know, it's still going on. What we did, it's like right now I'm on a cell phone, but is, is it still not Alexander Graham Bell? What I'm saying is that freestyle dancing is the biggest thing that happens in rock and roll. For instance, for instance, you know, this, this new dance called hip-hop, it's the pony. What does, a, what does a pony do? It hips and it hops. Of course. If you throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care, you're doing the, the fly. The block, yes. And if you're doing the fly, you got to be doing the shake. And what about the nasty dance, the hucklebuck? I mean, the it's twist, all, it all the comes pony, together. the fly, the shake, the hucklebuck is the dancing keyboards to all the boogie that we enjoy 24-7 to great music with a beat.
The legendary Chubby Checker joining us in the hideout, appearing at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Tampa. Uh, just got off stage, joining us uh, here in the hideout, ChubbyChecker.com. You're in other ventures, too, though, right? I mean, it's not just about the music anymore. you got other things going on, don't you? Well, you know, we were just down in Tampa at the public supermarkets, their headquarters. I think they're going to sell some of our products in their stores. I'd be very delighted if that does become a reality, but we sell checkerboard chocolate candy bars and and golden hits popcorn and we sell outside the bun hot dogs wow and we we sell girl of the world water and we sell beef jerky we got a lot of stuff out there and we're starting to do very well so we're very happy with that absolutely chubby checker we thank you for taking out this time for joining us in the hideout chubby i forgot to tell you one thing right now on the billboard charts on it's on the maxi single charts this week on billboard magazine yeah there's a, there's something called chubby c and od limbo wow. remix that's chubby checker that's you absolutely i just want you to know that we got something on the charts kids still on the charts absolutely we appreciate that chubby thank checker you so in much, the guys all righty <sighs> Now, what I liked most about Chubby Checker there was a few times, I don't think it was a cell phone cutting out. I think he just stopped in the middle of a sentence. Was I supposed to comment? What happened there? <laughs> what I want to know is, what's the hucklebuck? <laughs> it clips and it collapses horse. I don't know what the, what the pony was all about. I think what he was saying. It all comes together. That's what you were saying. I think what he was saying was all of the dance moves are today are just different variations of the stuff that he was doing back then. Because, you know, like the electric slide was a variation of something. There was a variation then on the electric slide and all these dance moves. It's all Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah, so it is the cell phone. I didn't even understand what happened. <laughs> But you know what happens? I love that guy, though. You know what happens a lot of times in interviews like that? You're like, yeah, uh huh, you're right, right on, and then they'll yeah. just keep going. Yeah, we've seen that. Hmm. I'll be damned. What's amazing is he is he is a legend. Yeah, he really is, and I felt kind of bad laughing at him, but still, I couldn't follow. You know what's so funny too is that cats from that era get a whole another way of talking. Yeah. I mean, it's very, I mean, he's, how old is he? He's got to be, what, 70? No, because he hit pretty big when he was young, so. But he was like, it was was in the 50s when he hit, late 50s, and he was like 14, 18. Yeah, so he'd be like, you know, in his 60s, early 70s. All right, 60s, early 70s. Did you think he talked a little like Don King? (laughs) The way he was just going off on these tangents? No, that's racist. No, I did not mean, no, that's how Don King interviews. I've heard him interview on this station. Would you and want to talk? He, yeah, at the same time, he sounded a lot like Jesse Jackson, right? No. You're going that angle next. Oh, did you say then he sounded like Al Sharpton? Why are you guys putting words in my mouth? I said he sounds like Don King. Kenny, you're in the hideout. Hey, guys, great show and great interview. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that I noticed in the interview is, you know, he's talking about all the products that, you know, might be sold out there, and he's like, you know, the checkerboard candy bar and the... Crazy wacky taffy and absurd hot dogs and beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> apparently beef jerky is not good enough to have a crazy nickname. No. And there's just beef jerky. That's so <laughs> funny. Thank you, Kenny. Whew. I hope you learned something about our buddy Chubby Checker. I told you he had chocolate. 
You're right. You know, you were, you were telling me during the commercial break. Does he sell chocolate bars? I, I thought he wasn't a musician. I thought he just made chocolate. Where was his brother Gunner during that interview? No, that was Nelson. That was like two weeks ago. What? That was the other stellar interview. Hmm. I have to, do, I have to sure? say, I enjoyed this one more than Nelson, though. Yeah. I liked how animated he was and how, you know, still with it he was. You act like he's an old man. He is. No. I never watched it. I don't. Why not? I heard SBK telling uh, Shannon about it, and just like, don't. It just, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. All right, well, there's Toby Checker. All right, Chunks, are we late on our commercials? Yes. That's your fault. You're supposed to tell me to break early. I'm sitting here waving like a maniac. I thought that was just I thought your, your I junk was burning or something. I didn't know. Oh. I thought he was hitting on the intern. Yeah, I thought you were stretching. And by the way, do not show your junk to number two, even though she asked. I'm not, not going to. Show it to number one. I'm not going to do that either. I can still get fired. Show number one the scared turtle. <laughs> I've grown a lot since then. Stop. Apparently not since the last time you showed to a girl, she laughed at you and she hadn't talked to you since. Take a break and we'll come back. It's the hideout. Do you ever feel like rock stars like Chubby Checker are just disappointed? I can't at least get my plug in. Yeah. Did you hear what he called his kids? Or do you think he called his kids because everybody's a kid to him? Probably. I mean, he knows that we aren't. Alan Greenspan's a kid to him. <laughs> it's the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Chubby Checker? The remix. Oh, sweet. It's on the chart. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. You hear that, kids? <laughs> Chubby's on the charts. 407 star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. Dubs? Yeah. I wanted to do a new segment as I look at number one and number two back there in the quote-unquote master control room. What's the new segment? Or as, uh, you know, we, we have, you know, we're here in the hideout. Bateman's got his own room, Bateman's basement. Um, how about that's Chunks' glory hole? I like that. I don't like the, the glory hole, but I like that that's what the name of the room is. Hmm. Hmm. You got the three of them back there. I wanted to do a segment, like maybe something like called uh, Intern Interrogation. Where we, uh... Ask the interns questions? I just feel like we should get the intern. We used to get our interns so involved in the show back in the hideout. And right now they're learning. They're brand new. You know, they're handling phone calls. They're kind of getting comfortable. Doing show logs. Sometimes I think a little bit too comfortable, but hey. But now I think it's time to start incorporating them into the show a little bit more. Now, intern number one has really stepped up to the plate. Last night he was in the ass-munching marathon with Chunks. And that seemed to go very well. We got now it was a marathon. Actually, Chunks was just biting his ass. Yeah. I know it was a marathon. What'd they do? Don't worry about it. There's pictures on realradio.fm if you want to see. I'll go to that. It was very odd and awkward. and It was our yeah. bad. It really shouldn't have done happened. Yeah, we, we shouldn't have done it. But Don't blame hey. yourselves. Accidents happen. Thank you. I know you let it go, Bateman. And I mean, I know I was pretty upset about everything, but uh, I realize it's just a simple mistake. You moved on. You were laughing your ass off back here. I don't know what you're talking about. That was tears, my friend. Tears. Tears because we came out with egg on our face. 
Is that funny? And you had ass in your mouth. All right, here's number one. Hello, sir. Intern interrogation, Dubs. Okay, we, I need to ask them some questions. All right. Well, we'll kind of treat this first one as uh, how we treated your uh, you know, interview for the internship. Now, we didn't even interview number one. Yeah. Chunks did. So uh, you're an intern in the hideout, and uh, I'm guessing you were doing this to further your radio career. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years? And how is this possibly going to help you? Yeah, how is this internship going to help you do Whoa, anything? This is too heavy. <laughs> I can't think that quickly. I mean, you're on the spot. It's the intern interrogation. In five years, I see myself lonely, cracked out, and on the How old are you now? Road. How old are you now? You're 23 years old? So 28, you uh... are homeless, addicted to crack. No, seriously. Answer seriously. Do you think you'll be sitting in this chair? Is that what you want to do in five years? Yes. On your lap. We could do that now. <laughs> I don't have to wait five years. We can do this next segment. Why don't you interview him on your lap? Because I think that would cross some sort of boundary. Yeah, we have to wait for Christmas. All right, obviously you're not serious. I am serious. What do you want to do in five years? I want to be sitting in that chair. Hosting a show? Yes. And so you, why did you take the internship? To further my career in radio. Sir, what what would your show be about? Yeah, what would you do on this radio show? Yeah. Number one, you guys. Number one's uh, show. He's kind of giving you a little lip. I don't know if yeah. you know. Actually, he's that. very bad about that. Yeah, and he's lucky we haven't put him in his place yet. That's the host. I'll, can I do it? Maybe. I won't do it. Then no, I, that's all right. Go ahead, Jerome. We'll yeah. have to have a serious talk with them at some point. Okay. They have to realize they're apprentices and they're not here to get over. But what's your show about, other Nothing. than making fun of us, apparently? Um, current events, uh, stuff. Give us a current event, you know. Here Give we are. Give us a topic. May 24th. May 24th. Uh, I'm going to get a serious talking to after the show <laughs> for stepping the bounds again. Is this something that you do normally in your everyday life? Step over the bounds? Yes. Yeah. I think this is, this is more uncomfortable than the Chubby Checker interview. Do you find that you're genuinely or generally disliked by most? No. Hmm, that's odd. They must not.